Welcome to the Tuesday Review. I'm Nathan. I'm James. And I'm Callum. And tonight we are talking about yesterday. But first, just a quick uh, note to start the show. We're going to be talking about Stranger Things Season 3 next week. Yeah, so I'm sure everyone wants us to talk about this week. um, But because Spider-Man came out on Monday instead of Thursday, that took over last week's show and pushed our yesterday review to this week which has now pushed our Stranger Things review to next week because we didn't want to try to cram in both. Stranger Things is too much to talk about. Yeah, like we want to do a full proper show just on Stranger Things. So we thought... And it wouldn't be fair to... Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, bloody Spider-Man releasing on the wrong day (laughs) (laughs) pushed everything back and also meant that we had to see yesterday just like, few hours ago because there was like no showings for it because it's not a superhero movie so they only play it for like a week and then they're just like only off, yeah, off you go off you go see ya we, um, we, we technically did our part when you showed this movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> we released it what else do you want pretty good though that uh, the cinema seemed to be pretty full it is school holidays yeah so. but still pretty good for such a small because it's not really it's a child friendly film but yeah. it's not really a film a, that children will get a whole yeah. lot out of I mean I think what's good about the because if you've seen the trailer you know yesterday is about a guy named Jack who's like a failed musician doesn't like a failed to launch yeah uh, who can't get his career as a singer going um, he gets hit by a bus and wakes up and he's now in a world when the Beatles never existed. Um, but he remembers. and But he remembers them. No one else does. And so he passes their songs off as his own and, of course, immediately rises to massive success. I think just that premise alone is sort of engaging and interesting and... And we get to listen to the Beatles. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's uh, accessible and, like like you were saying, like it's kind of kid-friendly but also like more, you know, for, for older people who, you know, yeah, like look, the Beatles. I mean, so like this is a movie mums would like, you know, like yeah, it's a movie if, everyone can enjoy. Oh, Cal and myself's parents saw it. They enjoyed it. Yeah. Look, I, I think that if I was a child and I had to choose between yesterday or Toy Story 4, I would oh. enjoy both but I would probably yeah, no, want it, to see Toy yeah, Story no, more. No, exactly. It's not a kid's uh, film yeah. but what I'm saying is that premise that I just described... No, no, yeah. What I mean is it's glad that even a, on school holidays yeah. we got to see a pretty full exactly. cinema for such a, and that's an, a hipster movie. Exactly what, which, I, well, that's what I'm... That's what I'm getting at is it's yeah. not a hipster movie. It's a mainstream, light, breezy, comedy, romance, music film aimed at a wide audience that everyone can enjoy. It was kind of released like a hipster movie though. Because it's not a superhero movie. Yeah, know? so, I mean, like you, even could argue, you could argue if it's not by one of the big studios, like, yeah. oh, it's a hipster movie. <laughs> I mean, at this point in time, maybe. I'm not saying indie. I'm yeah. saying hipster as in it's a movie that is not a popcorn film. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that that's 90% of movies that aren't superhero movies or animated. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. So... Yeah, like while it's not a mega release like Spider-Man was because it's not a superhero movie, it is a, you know, crowd-pleasing, you know, enjoyable, accessible film, um, which, yeah, a lot of... I think they should have played it longer so more people could have seen it because now it's like after today... How many showings were there for... Like there was like three, three today and then like after today it's like there's like one a more, like at 10 a.m., Every morning, and then they just they get rid of it, it you know. So, like, this is the kind of movie that, even though, like I said, it's accessible, it's fun, it's family friendly, it hard to it, find the money for yeah, it. It it 
it doesn't get an actual like a long release, a wide release. You know, it got it got a lot of advertising, but it didn't get a. And that's that's the somewhat disappointing thing. Like this movie, I can understand it if it got no marketing, it got no advertising, and yeah. then it didn't get shown so, very much. Yeah, that's one thing you can somewhat understand that. Yeah, if it's if a really small it, indie yeah. film. But it's not. It's but they, a, yeah, they push this movie hard. Yeah. I, we, I saw lots of trailers. I yeah. saw posters. And then they play it for a week. And they play it for a week. <laughs> yeah, because it's not a superhero yeah. movie or a kid's animated movie. It's like, movie, look, so. be, real, be realistic, Hoyts. Don't push this film so hard if you're only going to show it a week because you know nobody will come. Yeah. Like, past that week. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's... It's just the way, mo- like, yeah. movie the business is now, you know, like, they because they know they're not going to make as much money... So they're just like, you know, oh, yeah, we'll release it for a week, but then after that, who cares? I wonder how. But really- there are a lot of people like my mum who hasn't had the chance to see it yet who probably won't get a chance to see it. I wonder how well it did in England. Hmm. Yeah. I I'll, think. I'll look that it's up. It's a very English film. It's a very English I feel film. Like Sometimes all, like. No, some not, of the he- I was saying very to- too English. I feel no, 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 not in not a bad in, way. Not I, f- in this I feel like in, in in a in a way that like if it's, if if this was an American film, it would be more loud, boisterous, yeah. dumb. Well, there are some jokes that were very like there was some. There, there's a scene where two characters are on a th- uh, three characters are on a plane. Yeah, and one of the one of them is trying to make a joke. It's in the trailer. And, yeah, yeah, they kind of stand there awkwardly. Yeah. as he tries to come up with a witty response. Yeah, and that just reminded me of The Office. Yeah, no, it's got it's got that really good kind of dry British humor. Awkward. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I want to get into spoilers because there's no point, you know. Yeah, you but, know, you know all the non-spoilery yeah, stuff already. Basically, we told you the premise. It's a fun, light family kind of, you know, it's got great music, obviously, Beatles tracks. Beautiful music. Kind of like yeah. with Rocket Man, you just, it's that really fun, energetic. Yeah, the music kind of keeps the, you going. Exactly. It's well paced. It's long, but it's well paced. Um, all the performances are great. All the, you know, all the actors are great. It does fall into a lot of the kind of romance, uh, rom-com trapping, you know, yeah. the tropes. But it also does some things that are very different from those. So it's kind of a, a weird balancing act of like, oh, this is a bit cliche. But then it's like, no, nah, it does something completely different. But overall, it's really funny. It's fun. Yeah, I loved know, it. it. It's, it's accessible. Um, and, yeah, the music's really good, obviously. Um, yeah, and I'd say check it out. If it was still playing, but you know, you can still find it. It's not. It's not a. Yeah, look, I would definitely rent it if that's your style, yeah. or buy it, or you it's know, definitely borrow worth, it. Yeah, definitely worth watching. Um, do you guys want to say anything else? Or should we just go into full spoilers? Um, I looked at the box office figures yeah. for the UK specifically. Yeah, gearing that this movie probably might be more popular in the UK. Oh, definitely, it's an English yeah. film. Um, it's directed by Danny Boyle as well, we and written mention. by Richard Curtis. Okay. Um, it. Earned total box office figures for the uh, to the eighth of July five million six hundred twenty thousand pounds. It's not a lot. Mm. It's not bad for a smaller movie, I guess, but that puts it roughly in the same ballpark as Many Black International, which is interesting. That's good. Given that that's mm, much more of a main yeah. sort of, like I the, guess, I guess it's it, judging judging on the kind of the success because Men in Black International was a failure. Because it was supposed to be this mega blockbuster, yeah. yeah. But yesterday wasn't supposed to be a mega blockbuster, yeah. so I guess it's in in it comparison, that, yeah. it's like yesterday it, is quite it's, successful. It's that sort of middling of like, well, they wanted Men in Black to be this all encompassing yeah. globe hit, 
And it wasn't. Yeah. And yesterday was never intended to be that, but it did quite well at home. And mm. so they are roughly and the, they're around the same ballpark. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I think yesterday is. It's not. Yeah, it's not an indie film by any stretch. No, no Richard it, Curtis and Danny Boyle. But it's it's yeah, it's a smaller kind of film. Um, yeah, it's not it's not meant to be your big blockbuster. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's good. Check it out. It's got Beatles music, so. You know, and uh, the main character, you know, uh, the main actor. Sorry, I forget yeah, his name. Himish, Himish Himish Patel. He's uh, one of our mum's favorite actors from the East End soap opera. Well, this is his first <laughs> movie, I think. Like, yeah. um, this first like big movie, and he's really good. And especially because uh, he does all the singing. Um, yeah. So you know, he does a pretty he's good got job. Got some pipes on him. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's a good movie. Check it out. Um, Don't let it be. <laughs> Don't leave it be. Don't leave it be. <laughs> What's the new song? Let him be. No, le- leave, let it, him. leave it be. <laughs> um, so yeah, should we go into spoilers? Definitely. All right. So we're going to do full spoilers for the new movie yesterday. The. Uh, Beatles movie. If if you don't know what we're talking about, it's the Beatles movie. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a movie, it's a comedy rom com. Yeah, I no, guess. but it's like if you say Beatles yes, music. If you say I I saw yesterday, and people are like yeah. what, and you go the you Beatles did, movie. You did what yesterday? Yeah. If you say oh, <laughs> the Be- the Beatles movie, you know, then people might get. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, spoiler warning for yesterday. If you haven't seen yesterday, full spoiler warning. John Lennon. John Lennon is dead. John Lennon. Spoiler alert. In real life, is dead. Um, but uh, in the movie, also Paul McCartney is uh, allegedly dead via conspiracy theories. Just yeah, but he di- he died uh, like before they replaced him, right? Like he's yeah. A- yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, let me finish the spoiler warning because we're now getting to the spoilers in the spoiler warning. Um, full spoiler warning. I mean, it doesn't really matter now because we're at the end of the spoiler warning. But if you want to skip ahead to the rest of the show and the other conversations we'll have. Uh, you can do that in the podcast description. All right. So, so my yeah. first question yeah. is, did they have to license the rights to the music or did they get a free pass because uh, Jack sings them himself? They would have no, had to, no, no, no. You, you definitely have to pay even if someone cover, not, yeah. who's not... Because yeah, I suppose it's the cover. lyrics, right? Yeah. yeah. If you're covering so a song, you still have to have the yeah. license to play it. So, yeah, like you wouldn't maybe have to pay as much as if you uh, actually played a Beatles song. Um, but you still have to pay the rights the to lyrics, perform the, the, the lyrics the and the melody and so on. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's why, like, I'm wondering if they had some type of agreement or if they had to pay full price for each individual song. Well, this like it's like we keep talking. This is not an indie movie, like so they they would have put the money into that oh, regardless yeah. of how much it would cost. That's and that would also help. Like it's a smaller movie, so the rest of the budget wouldn't have been that high. Yeah, like I, although I think yeah, it's like a romantic like. One thing I will say, because it's Danny Boyle, he's just a really good director, really energetic, um, and he has these really interesting visual things. But also the crowd scenes. They were really good. Really, really good. Especially like Rocket Man, which we really liked. Crowd scenes are usually just dark CGI in the background, so you don't really get a good look at anything. It almost felt like there was one scene in the movie where it's uh, Jack and he's performing at an Ed Sheeran concert. Yeah. It was like, was this a legit Ed Sheeran concert? I feel like, They yeah. sort of paused for a second and be like, look, Danny Boy's recording probably, a movie. Yeah. Here's, um, the, they, uh, they, here's this actor performing a few Beatles songs. Yeah. Go hide. They probably would have been like free Ed Sheeran concert and then everyone came in and they're like, all right, we're going to film, you know, sign a thing as they're coming in the door yeah. sign a thing we're going to be filmed because like why do you need cg if ed sheeran's on board yeah. you don't need cg just get him to play a gig yeah yeah 
But I mean, it's but it's not just the one concert. It's like several yeah. concert scenes, which huge crowds, which I'm assuming were augmented with CGI, but looked all fantastic. I and feel really, like for some reason, I assumed it was all legit. <laughs> well, I think see, ne- this is the problem with movies in 2019 is almost no one except for yeah. maybe Nolan does full crowds look, look, of people. Look, I'm a simple man. If um. If our boy Peter Jackson can get all those many people to fight in a fake war, yeah, but someone can get. Some, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. Someone can get some people even, into the stadium. Yeah. Even that was like largely, you know, augmented with CGI, obviously. But like that you mean was there real orcs. That, yeah, what are you was talking also, about? That that was also a special case of like just genius. Yeah, like Peter Jackson going like. You know, I'm not going to use all... And then you get to the... Ho- we always talk yeah, about this. You get to the Hobbit and it's full CGI. Crap. Move back Danny, to Danny Boyle, <laughs> I think. Danny Boyle, he's someone who uses quite a bit of CGI from memory in some of his films. But he's generally good enough at blending it in. And anyway, in this case... It's good. The crowd scenes are really impressive. And I feel like they did get a lot of people in. But where the other the behind-the-scenes green screen CGI stuff, it's blended in so well, you don't notice it like you do in other films. Um, and the actual performance is really good too. Yeah. Like him actually playing, he like, has some good yeah. jumps on him. Like, yeah, it, it, this is like a hard role. Like, you know, casting Taron Egerton as Elton John, like that's a hard role to cast because it's like who do you get to play Elton John? Who do you get to mimic Elton John? This movie, I guess they don't have to cast a beetle. So it's easier, quote-unquote. Yeah, but you still but need someone who's... You still need f- someone who's... the charisma. Who's, yeah, who's charismatic and who's likeable and who's good at singing to do justice to the Beatles songs. But he's a really good actor too. Yeah, no, he's yeah. really good. Um, everyone in the movie is really good. Lily James plays the Ellie, the uh, yep. love interest, and... Ed Sheeran plays Ed Sheeran. <laughs> you know, uh, his performance was pretty good for, he's fine, for Ed Sheeran. Yeah, like, yeah. I, was like, I mean, he's not great, but also, yeah. For, like, for someone who's not a professional actor. Yeah. No, no, he does all right. Um, <laughs> I like it. I love it when he's first. So he's introduced to the film yeah. after uh, Jack Malik starts releasing yeah, songs the main character, on his own. Yeah. And Ed Sheeran's like, I really like this guy. I'm local. So he visits Jack's house and he knocks on the door yeah. and he's like, hi, I'm Ed Sheeran. And the response is, the like, is just like, like, okay, yeah. there's someone here to see you, Jack. <laughs> and this is like Ed Sheeran standing in some dude's house. <laughs> it's hilarious. And I like how they're having that conversation in the kitchen and the and dad's the, the just dad's like, like, don't mind me. Oh, he's so funny, the dad. Oh, I mean, he's, a, he's another EastEnders alumni. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it's, it's Sanjeev, right? Uh, Sanjeev Baskar. Yeah, like, he's hilarious. He was. Remember that show, uh, The Kumars? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the guy's hilarious. Um, and he's the best. He's the, hilarious in this film because he plays the dorky dad. The bit where he goes in the, the green room and they have all the sandwiches. Oh, he takes a like, tuna. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I see, you, I see you have two plates of sandwiches. He's like, can you? He's like, oh, yeah, take it, take it. He's like, what a day. What a great day. What <laughs> like, a great he's day. so excited. Yeah, the best day. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, no, everyone's good. I guess, like, what, what should, should we go through the whole film or? 
So the broad strokes is a Jack is trying to get his career started, his singing career. Not started. He's trying to get yeah. it going. Yeah. And essentially, he gets hit. He's There's doing, a rolling blackout. He's doing, yeah, he's doing like pub performances yeah. and like and no not, not getting. Yeah, no one cares about his original. It's like songs. the opposite of Rocket Man. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow God a, decides he wants to remove the Beatles. Yeah, so there's a rolling or, or, or remove their success. We don't know. There's yeah, a, yeah. We, yeah, there's, there's a no, rolling. There's no explanation. There's a rolling blackout, and during this blackout, Jack gets the hit in, by a bus. The entire world electricity go blacks out. The yeah. amount of power needed. To remove the, the Beatles', Beatles yeah. body of work from the world <laughs> and everyone's minds, is what blocks out the, the world. Out. Whatever force does it, yeah. it needs the all the electricity in the world to remove it. So, yeah. It's that so power. Essentially, Jack finds himself the only person yeah. he knows he gets of hit who by a rem- bus rem- the remembers blackout, the Beatles. Wakes up. So he gets a new guitar. His friends buy him a new guitar because his one was destroyed, assumedly, in the, in the crash. Yeah, no. And so his friends buy him a new guitar and he says, well, a pretty song, a pretty guitar needs a pretty song. Yeah. He plays a Beatles song. Everyone's very impressed. Yeah, like, yesterday. when did you write that one? Yeah. And so he's like, what do you mean? And so he thinks it's a joke. Yeah. But it turns out no one remembers the Beatles. No one remembers cigarettes. No one remembers Coca-Cola. Well, that, that's a funny thing because at first it's just no one yeah. remembers the Beatles. Then he starts singing the Beatles songs and passing them off as his own. And then he's like, can I have a Coke? And they're like, what? And he realizes like only Pepsi exists. In yeah. This and then later he's like, oh, I wish I didn't give up smoking. Uh, I, I would kill for a cigarette. And his friend's like, what's a cigarette? And he realizes that there are other little things yeah, missing, yeah. which is which is a funny little and Harry quirk. Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah, and Harry he looks Potter up Oasis exist. and he's like, wait, of oh, course? Yeah, he's like, Oasis doesn't exist. He's like, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so essentially he gets he finds mega I, success. I like, there's that bit we all liked where he's like he runs home when he realizes that no one remembers the Beatles. He's like pulling all his records off the shelf <laughs> to find the Beatles and he can't find them. And he's like looking on the uh, records on the floor. He's like, stop it. He points at the bookcase. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's stop so it. aggressively stop. English. Yeah. It's like, stop, stop it. it. Just, just stop it. <laughs> yeah. So he finds basically he records all the Beatles songs. He gets mega successful. Yeah. Well, one thing I like about it, because in the trailer, this is all shown in the trailer. But it's like I like in the movie that he struggles to remember them. Yeah, the because lyrics. Honestly, like I'm, I when it comes to movies, I can remember a lot. But when it comes to songs, I can't remember any r- lyrics. No, me neither. Now he's a musician, so he, he like you yeah, know, and he loves the Beatles, that. so he's better at that. But I still like that there's a struggle for him to sort of remember the and words. He gets some of the words wrong, but it doesn't yeah. matter because the song feels the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and there's that scene where he's and no one the, knows, no yeah, one knows yeah. he got the words wrong. There's the, there's that scene where he's at the dentist. And the dentist's oh, like, yeah. oh, I got by with the help of my friends. Yeah. And he and remembers He gets so excited and yeah. you see his feet yeah. moving. There's another... Oh, he laughs. He does... He, when he's walking down the... They're walking... Oh, they're, the bit where he's walking with Ellie through the tunnel and they're like yelling and dancing and, you know, carrying on, having fun. And he's like yelling hello into the tunnel and then he realises uh, goodbye, hello, like he hasn't, oh, yeah. he hasn't done that song yet and he like sees the goodbye, hello, like yeah. text... Like, you know, because Danny Ball yeah, does yeah. this cool thing with, like, the words, like, coming down the tunnel. Like a vehicle coming at you. Yeah, like, he's yeah. like, oh, I re- he's like, I remember that song. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so essentially um, the, the, the broad strokes of the story are he gets very successful, but he finds that he still Edge, has, yeah, yeah with, with the help of uh, Ed, Ed, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, here's his, mu- like, the they record, they record, in his own words. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he can take the piss. I also like how, like, they have that like song battle, and yeah. like Jack clearly wins because yeah, he uses and Ed a Beatles gets song. Super salty about and it. yeah, and yeah. Eddie's just like, "Yep, yeah, all right, you know." I, I was, guess I'm no I was, one. Yeah, it's like I yeah. was always told there would be someone better than me. I guess you're it. It's like I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he feels like a cheat though. 
Yeah, at so the end of it. Yeah, he Jack. also has a massive hot, uh, hole in his uh, hole in his life, the, like the romantic side. Yeah. So yeah, Ellie An is Ellie shaped hole. His, is his yeah. friend from school who was his became his manager, even though he never went anywhere. Um, but they never got together romantically, even though there was, you know, feelings. Yeah. Um, and now that he's super successful, he you know he gets another manager and goes off on you know adventures, and she stays back home. And then he realizes that there's something missing from, you know, his life, um, and also the fact that he feels like a fraud because he didn't actually write any of these songs. So while coping with the massive success, um, he gets to a point in the story where he realizes there are two other people who remember the Beatles. I know they yeah, find I, him. I like that. Yeah, where there are like these people you see in the background who are like kind of yeah. quote unquote stalking him. And he's worried that he's going to get found out or he's yeah. going to get arrested or, like, really bad consequences are going to come of it. Yeah. But it turns out they're just really <laughs> goddamn happy that they Beatles can hear fans. these songs again and they're his biggest yeah. fans. And they're like, yeah, we're so happy that, you know, because we're the only three people who remember the Beatles in the world. It's like, we're just happy that you're yeah. bringing the music That was to a life. really nice moment. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, look, don't feel bad because we've done a bit of research. Mm. And they send him to, like, a clue. Yeah. And so he takes his journey. You don't know where it is. It's like a, I guess it's still on, in, in the UK somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. It's like on a the dri- coast. He's, English he's coast. driving to a coast uh, somewhere. Little house on the and beach. And he knocks on the door, and we think it's going to be Paul McCartney yeah, or, Ringo, or Ringo. Yeah. And we're like, are they going to make a cameo? Like, yeah. there's going to have to be a cameo. There's a bit in the movie where he, because uh, he's so successful, Jack goes on the James Corden oh, show. It was, a, it was a nightmare, yeah. Yeah, and, and then James Corden's like, well, you know, you, do you write these songs or you're by yourself? And he's yeah. like, yeah, of course. And he's like, well, well I have two people here yeah, who say they wrote it. it. He's like, here's Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr. And then, you know, we see the feet, you know, just a foot shot of the the people walking out. You don't see them. I'm like, oh, here's the cameo because everyone's expecting the cameo. And then Jack wakes up and it was a night nightmare. But I'm like, okay, we're going to get, eventually yeah. we're going to get the Paul and Ringo cameo, yeah. right? Like, of course they're going to be in this movie. Danny Boyle, I'm assuming. Would have enough connections. Have enough connections. He's yeah. probably even friends with them. Um, but yeah, he, they, so he they knocks on the him, door. Yeah, they send him to this house. And he knocks on the door and you think, oh, it's Paul or Ringo. And it's John Lennon. Fucking John Lennon <laughs> opens the door. I know. We were like, <laughs> I was like, I knew he wasn't dead. I, I, had, I knew all this time it was a fake out. It's a, it was the, that was like the best of like sort of threw, threw us off. Yeah. Was that like, was a really what? cool little twist. Yeah. And it was cast reasonably well. Well, because we were shocked when the door opened. Because yeah, it, yeah. Looked, it looks like a, yeah, a it looks 70, like an older 70, John Lennon. Yeah, yeah, eight-year-old version Very well John done Lennon. prosthetics or whatever. And we were like, wow. And then... When he turns to the side, you can tell it's like prosthetics and makeup. But I'm pretty sure it's Robert Carlyle who... Uh, Begbie. Uh, yeah, who from Danny, tra- from Danny, yeah, Danny Boyle has obviously worked with before. But yeah, it's really convincing, especially that first. Yeah. It, looked, he it opens, looked really good. We were just like... <gasps> yeah. Like that P- Pikachu shocked me. <gasps> 78-year-old John Lennon. Yeah. And Jack is ecstatic because he's like, you lived your whole life. Yeah, but like, it comes off like, really weird. Yeah, and he's like, "Who?" Yeah, and then John's like, "Who? Who's this guy?" Like, now, so it should be it should be noted that after he gets big, he spends like, a big chunk every now and again. He'll get out the Eleanor Rigby lyrics and he'll try and remember. Yeah, like I thought it would have been a really great moment in the mm. film if he shows the incomplete lyrics to uh, a live uh, fake John, John Lennon. Lennon. Yeah, and John Lennon's like, "Well, obviously." 
And then he, he yeah, fills out the lyrics. Fills in, yeah. He doesn't know what it is, but he's like, this That's, sounds right to me. And then and you Jack, can have one song attributed to Jack Malik and John Lennon. <laughs> yeah, like the, I thought that would have been really sweet. And people but, are like, who? Who's this old guy who helped him write this song? But, and, but it, yeah, it doesn't that's, happen. That's one weird thing about this movie is they keep bringing up he, Jack can't remember the lyrics to Eleanor Rigman. He keeps trying, keeps trying, keeps trying. And he has these little... Visions in his yeah, head about it's the like lyrics. Something and the they're characters. trying to set up, yeah. but they have and no there, intention no on pay- delivering. Yeah, there's no payoff for that. There's also like. The Wonderwall as well. Because, yeah, because when they were in school, Jack sang Wonderwall at his like school talent yeah. show, and Ellie was like. That's when oh, she, no, she was backstage. Yeah, watching, and that, yeah, that's when she became his biggest fan, and that's when they eventually, you know, she became his manager, and that's when they started having feelings with each other even though they never acted on those feelings um but now that oasis doesn't exist we kept waiting for he's gonna play wonderwall at at a moment you know he's gonna try to pass that off as his own song or whatever and then as the movie gets going and you know ellie re- you know tells jack you know i f- i had feelings for you but you never acted on them you know i'm going and i'm like okay eventually he's gonna play wonderwall as the song that and then he, it's connected to her and then she's gonna remember the past world yeah. where the everything everything existed. But that never happens either. Yeah, so there's there's some little threads that yeah. they try to introduce. It's weird. That's why I'm wondering if... It's not bad. If, it's just kind of like, why set well, those that's things why I'm, up? That's why I'm wondering if for some reason they had to tighten up the movie so there's some scenes were left on the cutting room floor. Maybe, yeah. Like, I'd be interested in seeing what, what is included in a director's cut. Mm. Like or what deleted scenes there are on like the Blu-ray release or what have you? Yeah, because I'd love to see him performing Wonderwall or Eleanor Rigby. Yeah, or maybe even an extended John Lennon scene. Mm. Maybe, but you know, yeah. But yeah, it's just weird that they kind of you think they're setting this up and they don't pay it off. Yeah. Um, I think my my biggest problem with the movie is that at the end of the day, the movie is not about the Beatles. It's not about the the gimmick or the yeah. premise of the Beatles, you know, it's no one knows they existed. It's just a vehicle to tell the love story between Jack and Ellie. For me, it's also, it's not bad. It's just kind of the most cliche. It's weak, yeah. It's the weakest part of the movie. Because the problem is she says, well, you never you never told me you love me. You never acted on that or yeah. whatever. And this is, I think they, they say 10 years. You had 10 years to act on these feelings. But... It's like she also had 10 years stacked yeah, on these feelings. Exactly. Like, yes, I understand that tradi- in traditional society, the man makes the yeah. move, the man does his bar, but it takes her how much effort to say, oh, by the way, yeah. do you want to go on a date? It's Problem yeah, resolved. It, it's, it's also like she. this is at the point in the film where he's so super famous and he's, he has to go on a, back to L.A. and they're in uh, England and he has to go back to L.A. and she's like, oh, I'm a school teacher here. If you love me, you'll stay and not go on your huge <laughs> L.A. tour. Um, and he's like, no, I have to go. And I'm like, yeah, this is so cliche and weak. And lady, this is the if this was the real world, she would quit her job. And yeah, move it's to like LA. why why didn't she quit her job and move with him if they're so in love? Like, also, it's, it's not a. It's like you can have a middle ground, right? You can have a conversation. There is compromise. It's yeah. not it's not a zero sum game. Yeah, exactly. Like she, That's, yeah, like you know what I mean. Like That's, she could say. Okay, you go on this and we'll have a serious discussion when you're done with exactly. this tour, when yeah. you have a moment to breathe. Yeah. Until then, I won't see anyone else, but we have to figure this out. Yeah. 
It's just like it's a really weak part of an otherwise really enjoyable movie because it's just the so it's so cliche and mm-hmm. and old fashioned. And, I, I I agree. Yeah, it's just like they could have very very easily tweaked it just so yeah. he, like maybe she keeps trying to go out with him, but he's like, no, it's weird or just something. Or just, you know, it's like just keeps coming up. Yeah. Um, like there were points in this movie where it were a bit frustrating. Like there were three or four points in this movie where he had the perfect opportunity. Like there was the perfect setup for them to resolve that issue. Yeah, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, no. Like they could have done something more interesting in involving yeah. the Beatles or. There's also like you know we're saying this part of the movie's cliche, but there's no real moments where Jack is like fawning over Ellie. Yeah, like, that's you never true. get the sense that he's really like. You only get the sense that she's in love with him at the when she says yeah, there's it. There's no there's no real heartbreak moment for him yeah, necessarily. Exactly, and then it's only later that he realizes that he loves her, and you know. Yeah, but we didn't see much of that. No, exactly. So like, like uh, the audience sort of is guessing it's the yeah. case because it's a rom com. Yeah. But we didn't see that. No, exactly. They needed that. They need to set that up earlier it, when he's a struggling um, musician. Like they need to set up that More will they won't moments, they? Yeah. yeah. There's no there's no will they won't they moments. Until very late in the film, when she's like, "If you love me, you'll stay," and, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> he's, <laughs> yeah. he's he's the Beatles. He's all of the Beatles now. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a lot of pressure, but also you can screw it up because no one actually knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So There's like two people <laughs> who can call you out. <laughs> yeah, those two, and they're yeah. better off with you than without you. <laughs> I like yeah. the I like the bit where the the record company's going through the the albums. Oh yeah, and like, don't like it. Yeah, so here he, here are the album names that Jack has come up. You know, the Sergeant White Peppers. Album, the Sergeant Pepper's thing. Like, yeah, one the White Album. Is, yeah. The White Album so, is problematic. Yeah. It's like why? <laughs> what? <laughs> and the, they always come up with the most generic name titles, like One Man Only. Yeah, yeah. It's like that uh, is the most generic album yeah. title ever. Like I, I like how yeah, I mean, um, Kate McKinnon's character is like so spot on because it's just like how slimy the record company and record yeah. executives are. Usually, I'm not that much of a fan of her, but she did well in this movie. It's because My, it was. A, it's because uh, yeah, she was comedic, but her role wasn't like comedic yeah, in the same way that it was yeah. in Ghostbusters. Yeah, it was. No, but more serious. Yeah. It was a, more of a serious delivery, thing, which I think yeah. worked for the her. The thing with Kate McKinnon is she's hilarious. She's really good. It's just she's in a lot of terrible, terrible movies. Yeah, and also but when she actually gets a good movie like to one shine. Of the, one of the reasons I don't approve of the uh, reboot of Ghostbusters movie was because, from what I understand, they didn't have a script. It was all ad libbed. Yeah, no, which is fine for SNL. You can't remake a classic like <laughs> Ghostbusters and just be like, "We're going to put women in it," and if you don't like it, you're sexist. No, no, and, and there's no script. Just, yeah, and but also like, go. This is. I mean, we're gonna. No, no. My, my yeah. point was in this film. <laughs> yeah, it's not ad libbed. I, I I feel like it's yeah, definitely but a it's script. Not, yeah. So that's that's what I think. I think she works well when she's got material to work with, and she, I'm sure her and Danny yeah. Boyle, uh, you know, discussed it because she's a comedian herself. Yeah. But it's it's. But, I think she can deliver a very good performance. I know. Yeah. She's she's always been good. It's just she's in terrible movies. You know, and I mean, you know, that's. See, this is another reason why I think this. I mean, thank, thank God this movie is British. Um, all the best bands are British anyway, so you can't really do this with an American band, maybe. No, no, I can't think of one. I mean, like, like we, the yeah. Eagles. Like there's, no, there's no, there's no, no one's as big as the Beatles. You know? Yeah, no, definitely not. Like, and all the other bands you could do it with are also British, like yeah, the Stones like or yeah, like um, 
Yeah. But I think what I like about Bob the, Dylan. But then he, Bob Dylan, he's very influential. But he, yeah. he does sell out stadiums, but not for the same reason. I guess, reason El, I guess Elvis, yeah, Michael Elvis Jackson, would Elvis would work. Prince, MJ, yeah. We got a message from a listener. What? Uh, Elise says the Tuesday Review tackles feminism in rom coms. That wasn't feminism? necessarily our intention. I didn't. Well, I mean, feminism. Oh, do you mean the whole? It's that the oh, only with the, Ellie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a fair point. No, right? but it's, that's, it's yeah, no, that's it's true. fair because also, Elise, are you listening live? Don't listen well, live. She, she must be. They're cheating. Sometimes men aren't the best at picking up signals anyway. So I think yeah. sometimes some people like Jack need a little more assistance. Yeah. But I <laughs> like you know like it's it's. I mean, I hate to use this argument, but it's 2019. I know. You know, the you know rom coms are now kind of creepy. That's. I think that's the problem I have with the the gender flipping of um, high f- high fidelity for TV. Because it's oh, like yeah. the only really male rom com. The whole point of high fidelity is a chick it's, flick for it's, guys. Yeah, it's a subversion. Yeah. And so, like, I think we talked about this a while ago on the show. It's like you subvert a subverted idea. Yeah. And it just becomes, it becomes generic. Generic. Um, yeah. But anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah, like the the yeah the rom com genre, I think needs to go through a a big, uh, what do you call it? Reconstruction. That's not the right word. It needs to be brought up to date a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. it needs to because like traditionally they're not. It's not some of the the rom com play. It's not a level playing field. Yeah, uh, there are uh, dynamics between the man and the woman that usually remain pretty much the same. Yeah, in all of rom com. Well, do you think Pretty Woman would get released today? Oh man. <laughs> I mean, like it would, but more, it would maybe most, a different version. Yeah, like yeah. most, most, yeah, most. It'd be more straight. Yeah, mo- most, most, com- like rom coms, even recent ones, just don't haven't aged that well. Being said, you love, know, even ones that came out ten years ago. I like, love actually was pretty good in that way. I've never seen. It. Love Actually. <laughs> yeah. It's probably one of the Everyone's best. like, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. It's probably like, one of the best I'm like, rom-coms. I don't want to watch it. No, it's what, it handles it well. But yeah. this film handles it stupidly. Yeah. To get back on, it's uh, still back a good, on track. It's still a good movie, yeah, but it's, it's just, like... It's yeah. just poor, poor, poorly thought out. Yeah, like, it's, it's kind of a weak point to, you know, an otherwise good film. But, like, it, it's like... I mean, what I was getting at before about how I'm glad it's British is because... Of the humour, because if you made an American movie like this... It'd run the risks of just being would, a bit crass. Yeah, it would be a kind of Judd Apatow-esque kind of, yeah. you know, kind of, you know, like Melissa McCarthy, you know, kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah, yeah. more, you know, more more jokes, more... more I'm not sure more this... dick and fart jokes. Yeah, I'm not like sure if not, this is the right word, but the Englishness of the movie makes it more dignified. Yeah, and it makes it funnier... Than just like doing dumb awkward, jokes, a lot of the comedy is kind of also awkward. Yeah, that's another reason it might not have done so well. Uh, yeah, yeah, because cringe comedy yeah. isn't for but, everyone. But also, I think because it refocuses the movie back on the like kind of the love story and yeah. the Jack's internal struggle. Like that's what's interesting about it. Like it's not a it's not a fart comedy. You know, like it's not. Not just, that we have a problem. <laughs> oh with yeah, fart I like my yeah, I like my dumb jokes as much as anyone else. But I think. Yeah, it's this like, is not the film it for a, it. It has a level of uh, sophistication <laughs> that you it's might not find. It's a movie Mr. Fist- Mr. Fist- oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> sophistication might enjoy from um, the don't, House of Jack Bill. Don't get me started. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, but also in saying that, those elements, you know, in the terms of the romance elements, are what let the mo- also lets the movie down. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's, it's good that the movie has such a great back catalogue of music to draw from. Yeah. 
Because every like, time the movie starts to dip, you get re-engaged yeah. and he'll play a new song. It's like, yeah. There were some songs I forgot. I, just, I forgot about them. And I'm like, like oh, yeah. I remember, you know, I It's know like Rocket one. Man, where it's like the energy of the music, the greatness of the classic the songs catalog, yeah. is what, you know, keeps the movie going. Because, you know, the movie's like, it's a solid two hours. Like, it's not a 90-minute film. Like, it's a... It's it a, takes its time. It's quite yeah. a yeah, long journey. But, yeah, it's like, it. you know, when you've got Beatles songs, yeah. uh, arguably some of the greatest songs ever... You know, like, that's going to keep your energy up. Um, and that's why Himish Patel does such a great job as well, because he's the one performing them, and yet it's still a Beatles song. Like, it's still got that... Uh, I love the... the goosebumps, you know, yeah. the hair tingle on, well, the, on the back of your I love neck. how they kind of play with that when he starts playing Let It Be in his living room for his parents. Yeah. And every time he starts, oh, yeah, yeah. and you think, oh, he's going to perform it, I'm kind of, you yeah. know, I'm excited, I want to see how, I want to hear how it sounds. Yeah. There'll be a disruption. One thing I really like about the it. yeah, one thing I really like about the movie is that he knows the greatness of the Beatles. Yeah. He knows you don't disrespect the Beatles. Everyone else, but thinks everyone else, just, yeah. everyone else thinks he's just making up a song, and he's being really egotistical. So, yeah, about and it. so he starts <laughs> yelling at the about at them about how important this is and how this is the greatest song ever written. And they're like, all right, bit of an ego on you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> I think that's really funny. Um. I guess we should also talk about the ending, which I find really interesting and raises a lot of interesting questions. Yeah, so we assumed, all of us yeah. assumed, this was one of those movies where he goes through the self-journey, he wakes up from his coma, because we assumed that after he got hit by the bus, he was actually in a coma and this was all in his coma dreamland. Yeah. So I assumed he would wake up, be like, oh, Elle, I've wronged you, you know, let's get married, yeah. settle the- down, rah, 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 but it doesn't happen that way. No. The, the like the way these these movies with these kinds of premises usually go is that there's a point where the character re- realizes what they did or didn't do in their previous life before the event um and they kind of wake up back where they were and they rectify that problem yeah. it's like the click you know the click thing did oh yeah with Adam Sandler yeah, yeah. that it's, terribly it's, depressing it's, film <laughs> that was such a weird movie that's very weird we <laughs> I only saw an episode of Look, like it was so sad I saw it once that's it anyway yeah it's when usually when you have that premise it's like now and now we go back and we fix things in the normal world um, whereas this movie stays in the alternate reality and ends in the alternate reality so it's basically the main reality. Yeah, it becomes... It's not really explained. Yeah, exactly. It's like the, so the is world... It, yeah, is it an alternate reality situation or is it a permanent change to the one universe? It's, it's, yeah, not, it's explained. not explained. But it's just like now the world without the yeah. Beatles, the world without Coca-Cola, the world without cigarettes and Harry Potter is now the world that exists. Like so, there's no moment where he wakes up from a coma. There's no moment... Like because I thought he was going to play Wonderwall to Ellie. Ellie's going to be like, I remember now. And then the world was going to magic... Like I thought there was some magic involved. And yeah. Everything was going to go back to how it was. But no, no. That, that never happens. He just... He admits his love to Ellie while on stage performing in front of, you know, millions of people, thousands of people. Um and then they get together and there's like a montage of him and her starting a family and and sort of... Yeah, and it ends with him playing a song for school children. Yeah, and it's like he goes back to teaching, which they they talk about in the movie, how, you know, he's going to quit music and go back to teaching. Um, and yeah, and then the It's movie, all right to do that when you're, I'm sure he's a multimillionaire. Uh, but well, is he though? See, this is another thing I like about the movie is that at the end he's like... I don't want... This is not my work. I didn't yeah. write any of these songs. You people don't remember the Beatles, but I do. 
these aren't my songs, so I'm going to release all these songs for people to enjoy and get the like enjoyment out of them like they should, but all for free. But how much money would he earn from touring? I mean, yeah, he'd have a little yeah. bit in his back pocket. And, uh, you know, he's friends with Ed Sheeran, you know, so he could call him said, up and be like, I'll write, said, a, <laughs> I'll write you a new song. Look, I, I mean, we're going to get a bit meaty here. Yeah. But also, let's pretend, let's not pretend he wouldn't have got sued yeah. after he gave all the music away for free and he probably... Oh, by the record company. Yeah, he yeah. probably interrupted a few contracts as well. Yeah. So he probably lost a fair bit of that money yeah. in court. But I think the whole point of the movie, like I keep saying, yeah. it's not the Beatles stuff, it's yeah. the love story. And the whole point is he would give up in anything... To be, to with, be with to her, everything yeah. to be with early. Um, but it's interesting that after that realization, I thought it was going to reverse back in time, or you know, he was going to wake up and he was going to have nothing. He, you know, the Beatles would be back, he was going to be another failed musician, and he'll be like, I don't need any of that, I just need early. But it doesn't happen, it, he still stays in that world, yeah. Um, I wonder if Danny Boyle just couldn't do which, it, he just couldn't do the sappy ending. Well, see, I kind of like that, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't do the cliche th- he did the cliche thing with the romance but he didn't do the cliche thing with the sci-fi kind of fantasy yeah. aspect but one thing like because like because i mean if if the if jack did go back and he was a failed musician and he, he did give up music and for ellie and they and it was like the beatles come back he's now poor again um and him and ellie get together at the end like what would that say about giving up your dreams like I feel like if they did, if he did go back, he should have kept trying with his music. Because yeah, being a teacher, that's fine, that's important, you know. But really, at the end of the day, that's his giving up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think it sends an interesting also, message. <laughs> yeah, like also, I guess because he's performing music for the kids, I guess you could say, well, he's still doing what he loves. He's just doing it for other people he's doing well, he it for really, the younger I mean, generation he, but he, he already made his impact by yeah. releasing the Beatles yeah, music in some in some in sort of I guess in some light you could say that he did achieve his dream yeah. and also he could he could probably get a spot on any late night show for a performance if you you know you yeah. know what I mean like, he could do a comeback tour yeah like I think <laughs> here's some, here songs from Oasis here's Champagne Supernova don't look like an anchor in Wonderwall yeah he, well exactly he yeah. could now do all the Oasis songs like, and so, people like, would be like yeah, wow this is his like he could find uh, out what other bands he remembers yeah this, could, this is his like uh, what do you call it uh, 90s garage what do you call it what's it grunge the grunge yeah like <laughs> yeah. you know like uh, Britpop era you yeah. know kind of so it's like yeah I understand that he gave up his dreams after already achieving peak celebrity yeah like literally peak celebrity yeah, yeah. like women chasing after you down the street kind of celebrity yeah. but also if he ever needed money he could probably get it pretty easy yeah like outside of the teaching i mean yeah but yeah, like we said money's not important to you yeah you know and that's not the point but yeah i just thought but the, this film has zero compromise you know what i mean it's like either you give up your dreams to be with l or you're on your own you'd be yeah, a superstar that's, and that's what happens in the end he well, essentially just gives it all yeah. up again anyway i mean again that's kind of the cliche it's like you you become a superstar but you you alienate yourself you know you isolate yourself but i'm like that, so the message of this movie kids give up all your dreams for women. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's kind of yeah. like what i'm i'm like <laughs> why can't you have both or why yeah. why can't there be a balance between having big success and also finding love. You know, obviously you want to be humble. You don't want to go let it go to your head. Money isn't everything. But yeah, you don't want to give up on your dreams. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, th- I don't think messages. Yeah, I don't think the movie's intentionally saying give up on your dreams, but it's just a weird kind of thing. Yeah, where, it's awkward, yeah. But also because it does end in that alternate reality, it asks more interesting questions because it's like 
Well, it didn't just go back and now everything's fine and back to the way it is. It's kind of like be the world is still changed. It'd be interesting if 20 years after this film ends, right, there's mm. another blackout and suddenly everyone remembers the Beatles. That would be interesting. You know, it's like, what does that mean for his... Well, Trainspotting 2 came out like 20... Can we get a sequel? ...something years yeah. after. So, you know, Danny Boyle and 20, like, you know... Yesterday 2, Return of the Beatles. <laughs> well, also, this movie... I mean, I don't know if maybe it originally was or whatever, but it should be called All You Need Is Love because that's, oh, the, man. that's, the, that's the message of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally the message yeah. of the movie. All yeah. You Need Is Would Love. Would you do the check quote? Oh, yes. Send us a check. <laughs> but seriously, that's actually that's a much better title that's, than yesterday. That's that's why, yeah, it's like and that's, it sums up the movie perfectly, right? All You Need Is Love. That's why. Do, I, do, 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 do. That's why I feel like the movie might have originally been called that. Oh, there isn't All You Need Is Love that came out last year. Oh, lame. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, no, it was a rom-com that came out last year. Ah, oh, lame. That probably explains it. Yeah. Well, that's but still, they could, yeah. they could have overwritten... Like, no one would remember that movie. <laughs> I mean, well, they could have called... I mean, what, what other titles are there? There's I mean, also... Let oh, yeah. It Be. Would, uh, but even then, that's... Nah. Mm. Yeah. Hey, dude. Hey, yeah, hey dude. <laughs> <Would. laughs> Ed Sheeran, you ruin everything. <laughs> you ruined the greatest song of all time. <laughs> no one needs your input. Um, no, but overall, uh, there are some problematic elements with the sort of writing of the romance. Yeah. Um, but it's a good movie. It's yeah. funny. The music's great. I would recommend it. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely, easily recommend. It's definitely enjoyable, even though it has flaws. And, you know, like, Danny Boyle's just like, an, like, I feel like another director might not have done so well. Yeah, I mean, the only person who could probably do a better job is Nolan. <laughs> but you can say that no, Nolan, Nolan would not fit this film no. at all. <laughs> no. Like I would, this is so far from what Nolan. Yeah, wheelhouse. Like, I you think agree. Nolan can't make a good rom com? I think that's I, a waste of his talent. Yeah, but, like, and now I want to see a Nolan rom com. <laughs> like, yeah. But it would have to be like it would a have to be like a heist, like, like a heist <laughs> yeah. rom com, or a, or some massive twist, like a sci fi. Yeah, like a. No, I like. I would like to see that, but I think, I think a be... problem. Yeah, see, a problem is people say people like a filmmaker and they go, "Well, what you know? Oh, this film needed a better director. Oh, and then they just say Nolan or Kubrick. But it's like Nolan and Kubrick would not fit this film any day of it's the week. Not their, like, it's not their ballpark. Yeah, this is not. They should not be attached. To, even though I love them, they should not be attached to this film at any in any alternate timeline, future, whatever. So like. Yeah, no. There's there's certain there's certain <laughs> oh, directors that are great that oh, you don't know who do suit, a good job? that don't suit certain films. You know who would do a really good job, but they would never let him make it because you know obviously it's 2019. Woody Allen. Yeah, he this 20, is, he, he, he they wouldn't give it to him. A, yeah, this is a Woody Allen esque kind of movie, like Purple Rose. Like of Cairo. if we were going to have an American version, yeah, I think he's the guy to do it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like again, 2019, probably yeah. can't get away with having Woody do anything anymore. Yeah. I don't but, want to see but, this movie done. Yeah, if we have to do an American version of this movie, it'd be Bob Dylan. Someone recording well, Bob Dylan's original tracks. Yeah. Like, it, you know, a Coen Brothers kind of... Uh, uh, inside Lewin, inside yeah, Lewin yeah. Davis. What about like, Scorsese? Because he's big mm, on the music. Nah, I think that's different. Uh, he's, I don't think he's... Um, I mean, he'd do a good job, but yeah. I, like like, scope, like, I don't know. I feel like it's too small in scope for mm. Scorsese, if that almost makes sense. Oh, no, he could, he could do reckon? it. But it's just like, yeah, that kind of romance. Like, depends on what the romance element is. Mm. Like, this is definitely more of a straight-laced kind of yeah, romantic yeah. comedy with fantasy music elements. But yeah, like, but Danny Boyle's really good. And like, 
Oh, can we talk about James Bond? Yeah, <laughs> can, can we? <laughs> Go for it. I want to see his. I want to see his James Bond twenty five. Yeah, well, see, he was. I think we've have we, we've talked we've about talked this about on this the show before. Have, before we, right? have you seen the quick little scenes and snippets we've seen of Bond twenty five yet? No, I didn't know that they were released. Yeah, there's a couple of backstage. I saw, I saw some things on Instagram of just like pictures of Daniel Craig looking buff. No, like, there's some pictures. There's like a little bit of footage in a nightclub. Okay. It's of them shooting, so it's not like, like behind actual, the scenes. It's it's technically behind the scenes, but some of it's really almost like sort of like maybe from the film. Okay, um, and there's something like a club in like is it I think Jamaica? Oh yeah, the filming in Jamaica. And it look, yeah, it looks it looks really good. Okay, yeah, They're like sort of the makeup and the costumes all look really good. Yeah, I'm well, excited. I mean, we'll see. I mean, yeah, like uh, not all the Daniel Craig movies are the like best. Like Spectre, so. Spectre, you know, the opening day of the Dead sequence that was impressive, but that movie didn't turn Still out. Still so haven't well. seen it. You're still in like the Roger Moore era. <laughs> You're so far behind. I'll get don't, there before the new movie. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. You still got like a year. Um, um, but yeah, so Danny Boyle was supposed to direct the the next Bond film, and what was interesting was that he came to them with an idea and said, "I have a really good idea." And he brought his own writer in, and they were working on it. And apparently, the, what the rumor was that Daniel Craig didn't like who Danny Boyle was going to cast as a villain. And they sort of had creative differences, as is the the norm, and Danny Boyle left. But there were also rumours was that Danny Boyle was going to kill off Bond at the Ooh. end, which I am 100% for. I think that would be yeah. really interesting. Forced reboot! Especially because you're going to reboot it anyway, and there's no yeah. real hard uh, canon or timeline for the Bond films. So I think making the Daniel Craig films a sort of its own Dark Knight trilogy and sort of saying yeah. the, the Craig films are its own thing, he starts and ends here, and then just rebooting it with another actor and just not mentioning any of the death or anything. That would yeah, be amazing. And just start, don't do another origin story, yeah. just literally have the next actor walk into M's office, M goes, he's a mission, mission yeah. and the movie plays out. And you just never mention that. Yeah, we don't need to talk about yeah, it. It's never connected. It's its own separate That's timeline. Dope. Yeah. That would have been interesting. But, of course, you know, no one wants to take risks. <laughs> no. um, and so, you know, the producers of the Bond film. But that was just a rumor. No one knows if that's, that's true. Uh, Boyle left and now the, the, the two guys who wrote all the Craig films, they're coming back to. They, I think they already had a script. And then when Danny Boyle came, he was like doing his own thing. And then now that he's gone, they came back and kind of redid their script. Um, and Kerry Fukunaga is directing the next film, which... He's a really, director. really interesting choice. I didn't even think of him for Bond, but so I mean, we know it's good. he's going to direct the shit out of it. But <laughs> Is it, it gonna be re- good really just yeah. comes down to the script because Spectre really went off the rails. I think one of the problems with the Craig films is they're just going in this well, really. Is it this movie from allegedly from the rumor mill? Isn't it a, like more of a classic Bond story? That's what they're saying. Yeah, but, it, but look. I like I like Hollywood as much as the next guy, but I wouldn't believe anything a word in Hollywood anyone yeah. in Hollywood says yeah. until the movie's they, out. Yeah, they always say that. They always say like we're gonna use, you know, more practical effects with and the movie comes out as all CGI, you know. Also we're you know, we're gonna do a more classic Bond film and then you, you watch yeah, it. Oh, and the it's new like, Star Wars movie is gonna be so true to the original. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure, tell me another one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's never that, that's interesting, we'll see. Yeah. Um what's also interesting is um a little bit related to yesterday. Is that um, the writer Richard Curtis? Yeah, is apparently getting the band back together for Black Adder, another oh, another season. Yeah, where uh, apparently Rowan Atkinson's like fully behind well, it as well. From yeah. what I've read, 
Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie, Rowan Atkinson, and oh, what's the guy the, that played the guy who played Tony Percy? Robinson? What about oh, the guy Tony who played Robinson? Robinson, yeah. Is the guy who played Percy still alive? Yeah, uh, yes, I think so. Which one's Percy? Uh, like the, the, the tall gentleman. Blackadder's victim. Oh, that basically. guy's hilarious. Yeah, Blackadder's victim in most of the yeah, seasons. Yeah, yeah. The one he bullies. Yeah. Um, uh, Tom uh, Tom McHenry. Yeah. Well, allegedly they're all still alive apart from um, Rick. Rick. Mayo, uh, Rick yeah. Mayo. And they had a meeting, mm. and they were every, like everyone was in in this sort of university yeah. library, laughing their asses off. From yeah, but it's still like really early stages. It's still really early, but allegedly what the story will involve would be Blackadder being a university professor yeah. in modern day, which I think is interesting because then they have the chance to do, if not flashbacks, then they can at least talk about the history that yeah. happened like throughout also, the ages. Because it's such a uh, a packed place like a university there's yeah. lots of people moving around there's a, there's lots of room for interesting scenarios yeah you know what I mean like because Blackadder 2 and Blackadder I mean, 3 they all had really interesting stories yeah. I or mean, like very funny situations one of the, one of the great things about Blackadder is because each season takes place in a different part of history it's like your own little uh, period kind of comedy yeah. set in a different time this one being set in modern day kind of takes that away well did you ever see the movie but, they made the Blackadder movie which one? It was like Aaron a little back again or something. Yeah, it's like it's it's Black Hatter in modern the day. The Christmas special was it a Chris? Well, well, it wasn't it wasn't a feature film? Like it was, no, it was no a, I, I use the term special. movie loosely. Yeah, uh, it was released on like VHS or something. It wasn't very good. Okay, could have been remember. VHS. It could have been. But DVD, anyway, but my point is, you you take that away yeah, from the you back take and forth. Back and forth, yeah, that's the one. Back and forth. I th- might have seen But anyway, um, my point is you take away that historical aspect, you remove something interesting, you set it in a university, yeah, that has its own sitcom, uh, you know. Pres- it's, yeah. Uh, it has its own kind of, you know, it's an in- interesting place setting, to set yeah, it. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a good setting for a, for a sitcom. But because also he's a, a, histo- a history professor, yeah, you have the chance to him for him to revisit yeah, he could be telling students time, about telling his stories, ancestor, yeah. so like Black Adam II, Black Adam III. Yeah. yeah. There's some interesting ideas there. As I think, as you said, though, James, it's, it's, a, bit, it's a little risky because we yeah. don't have the history to play really, with. Yeah. Also, I mean, like... Depends if the, if the script is good. Well, yeah, also, like, you know, the, everything now is getting rebooted or spinned off or sequeled or whatever or remade. I mean, I guess it's a benefit. If this, it's going to happen either way, if, at yeah, least we've got Richard if, Curtis behind if that's, it. If this has the original writers and the original cast, then at least you can say, okay, but, you know, that doesn't actually, that doesn't mean it's going to be good. You know, it just, you know, it could end up being terrible. But, you know, fingers crossed, hopefully. Yeah. It's English, so you know it'll be like four or six episodes, and then that's it. Like they won't drag; they won't try to drag it out. All killer, no filler. Yeah, like yeah. Hopefully, it'll be quality over quantity kind of situation. Um, but yeah, look, looking forward to it. But yeah, bit bit weary of it. Bit weary of how how that'll turn out. Um, should we sign off for the live portion? Or? Yeah, sounds good to me. Um, Elise says we let her down for not doing Stranger Things. This week, but next week, next week, Stranger Things. Someone hasn't finished it yet. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Me and James are sitting here just wanting to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, so, oh, so much. Oh man, Hopper's shirt. Oh, Hopper's shirt. Oh, so man. good. I just want him solving crimes, man. Oh man, just With his mustache yeah. and his chain. Like, you don't need any. Uh, like, I mean, that's that's kind of well, the mark. I, it of should a, be noted. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, that uh, Tony Robinson mm. uh, apparently said that a reboot is not true. But maybe he's only saying that because he wasn't involved. 
Mm. So who, yeah. we'll have to keep it it's updated. Still, like we said, it's still early days. I don't think there's any concrete plans for it to come out, but it's just like an like an not announcement, like a rumor kind of. Mm. Yeah, well, at the very least, uh, Rowan Atkinson said he's excited for it. Yeah. Now, whether that that does not necessarily mean it's going to go ahead, no. just because the chief actors involved, if they can't get the supporting cast involved, they should. You know, do it. That, that, could, that would suck as well if they like, got, just wanna, got Rowan yeah, Atkinson. I don't want. I mean, I do want it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I want it so bad. I'll watch it either way. But I, the ideal would be a full cast. Yeah, exactly. Not just like recasts or new characters introduced. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. We'll keep you updated. Yeah. All right, that's all for the live show today. Thank you for listening. Up next is Car Talk with Maddie J. All right, so we're back from the little break between the live and the non-live. And the definitive. Un- the unlive, yeah, and the real version of the show. <laughs> um, what we were, we were going to talk, I mean, we we're going to talk about Stranger Things, but we can't. So we'll, we'll talk about some other stuff that's been coming up lately in the news. And we've obviously been really excited about, you know, all the fantasy and sci-fi stuff that are coming out. Should we out. mention Mulan or are we just going to leave that for another time or not, uh, even, not even talk about it? I mean, if you want to talk about it, we'll talk about it. I, uh, I mean, we can just mention it briefly. It's just current. That's all else. Like, people are talking about Well, it. go ahead. I mean, that'll... Oh, the Too Long Don't Read version is there is some drama about the upcoming live adaptation of Mulan, yeah. which shouldn't... Not, I don't think anyone agrees it should be made. No. But we live in a world where Disney keep... Instead of making original movies, they just re- live action up their yeah. existing franchises. So they're, they're uh, adapting Mulan into a version that is more in line with the folktale of uh, Han, uh, Han Hua, Mulan. Hua Mulan. Yeah, that one. Uh, in which the Mushu wasn't a thing. They don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they have songs. I think it's more of like a straight folk tale. It's a, yeah, it's called the Ballad of Hua oh. Mulan. It's like a, a but it folklore. doesn't have the Disney songs. <laughs> no, it's the, no, that's the <laughs> Disney. Yeah. So anyway, uh, people on Twit at Twitter are tweeting as they are wont to do. Yeah. But the problem is, a bunch of people are saying that uh, it's good that Disney is going for a folkloric interpretation because that's what the people of China want to see. But apparently, if you go into the Chinese social media websites, some people, I guess people who care about that thing, uh, apparently prefer the Disney version because they think Mushu is good and they prefer the songs yeah. and the feel. So it's interesting, uh, you know. So, m- like with most of these quote unquote live action adaptations of their animated films, they're just remaking the animated films but in CGI or yeah, some, the, the, some small live yeah. action elements, including the songs and, and the music and so on. In this case, they're remaking the Disney version of the story, but they're removing the songs and musical elements. They're, they're, they're still reusing the instrumentals of the songs, but not there's no singing. Yeah. And they're removing Mushu the dragon so and replacing him with a phoenix So they're version. removing the fun stuff. Yeah. Um, now, on one hand, see, Mulan is my second favorite Disney animated film after The Jungle Book. So, I mean, it doesn't matter if it was my least favorite. I'm against all of these live, quote-unquote, live-action remakes. Um, but I think it's interesting that they're not just remaking the animated movie. They're trying to make something that's maybe closer to yeah. the, the original Chinese story. But there's already been adaptations of the original Chinese yeah. story in China. 
So I think more this than is more one for, and one that came out relatively recently. This is probably more for so, Asian Americans than it is for the Chinese audience yeah, itself. But also, as I was uh, talking with you before before the show started, um, the original voice cast, except for Eddie Murphy and Miguel Ferrer, I'm pretty sure all the voice cast was Asian or Asian American in the original Mulan Disney version. So this live action version, it's not. The, it's not like the Aladdin thing where they're yeah. like, we're going to correct, you know, we're going to cast ethn- ethnically correct uh, cast members. Like, it's just, it's purely like Disney, purely money-making yeah. exercise. I think the, 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 the in terms of what the actual changes are going to be for the screen, yeah. I think that getting rid of Mushu in favor of the Phoenix is going to be a CGI costly endeavor. Well, I mean... And we, we, we've seen, we haven't seen the Phoenix yeah, yet. So, so we don't know. Mushu is kind of whether, small. Whether, he's a, dra- whether yeah. he's a dragon or a Phoenix, it's going to be CGI crap. Yeah. And one thing I like about, you know, one, the one good thing I'll say about the live action Mulan teaser is that from what we see, is not a lot of CGI crap. You know, at least not as much as all the other quote-unquote live-action remakes. But once we see that Phoenix, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because they still haven't really figured out how to do fire Yeah, in, no, in I, I mean, with, at least so. with Mushu, um, at least he's a little thing. Yeah. So you can kind of incorporate well, him yeah. maybe a little easier. Yeah. And he doesn't breathe fire until, like, the end. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, but the the. I mean, we'll see I'm what sure, happens. Yeah, I'm sure when the full trailer comes out and they show the big battle scenes, and, and I'm you sure know, we'll that, be disappointed. Yeah, I def- I'm not seeing it. No, no, no you, couldn't, you couldn't pay me to see it. So oh, you can pay me to see it. I'll enjoy myself, but I'll take money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, depends how much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I'm more interested in this than I was in any of the other previous uh, Disney remakes, just yeah. because at least they're not going full CGI and full. Uh, remaking the animated version, but still, it's unnecessary. It's purely mil- Look, milking the cash cow. For me, that'll be a stand watch. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, if, if at yeah. all, and me, there's other yeah, stuff I'm, I'm gonna watch. Um, yeah, I'm not interested um, in that at all. Now, just before we started recording again, yeah, you told me something I didn't know before. Yeah. So what I was getting at before was that we, I think we've mentioned on the show before that Denis Villeneuve. I think is how he pronounces it. What were we going to call old, him? Old we, we, there was a word we were going to call him. I don't remember. Uh, this, it'll come back to me. Continue. We have to re-listen to that. Uh, we did an episode, I think, early on about the, the Dune ca- casting news. But anyway, yeah. Dune? He, he's... <laughs> that wasn't it. Dune, we'll that wasn't it. it, but that's good. That's good. <laughs> Dune, Dune in Villeneuve. Um, Our own personal Wizards Hatterack. Yeah. So, yeah, he's making yeah, the big kind of Hollywood uh, adaptation of Dune, which we're all excited about because he's a great director. Still not sure how we feel about yeah, no. Blade Runner 2049. But and look, realistically, we're going to say, still not sure how we feel about Dune. Well, we'll see when it comes <laughs> out because, you know, we know it'll look nice, but whether they do the story justice, you know, and the cast is insane to a point where I feel like it might be detrimental to the film because there's so many faces in it and so many, oh, yeah. that person's so hot right now that we cast them, you know. So we'll see. But anyway, we're really excited for it. Um, and then recently there was news... Recently, everything on our show is like weeks old, but we get a re- we eventually get around to it, just like we will with Stranger Things. Um, but yeah, they're they're making a Dune TV series called Dune: The Sisterhood. And when was that announced? 
Quite a while ago. Man, I don't have my finger on the pulse anymore. Dude, yeah, I have no, no idea. You, you, got a, you got a Reddit more or something because yeah. you're always like, what? Surprise face? <laughs> also, you have to re-listen to this show that we do. Even, uh, even on the episodes you're on, you have to re-listen to it because you're always like, wait, what? When did that happen? <laughs> we talked about it last week. Yeah. Callum. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're making a Dune TV series about the Bene Gesserit Order. Um, I'm down for but, that. Which is based in the Denis Villeneuve yeah. version of... Uh, the unit, which I'm calling the Dooniverse. Yeah, no, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a thing, but if it, it isn't, is now. if it isn't, send me a check. Yeah, it isn't. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Warner Warner Brothers are starting their own stream- streaming service. Uh, Warner. Don't like so that. It, that. it's for that, and apparently Warner Brothers and Legendary, who make who make the new Dune movie, uh, they're planning a larger Dooniverse. Uh, including video games, comics, and more. I'm now, down for all of that. The, the games are an interesting point because they're being made by a publisher slash developer called mm. Funcom. Yeah. Now, Funcom... Do good work. They do good work. What not are, always successful work. Mm. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, that's right. They made one of my favorite online games which tanked, The Secret World. Um, that's a game... I think you'd do, like it if you It's a Lovecraftian horror online RPG. Do they, do they make just online uh, MMOs? No, or they, do they, made, make... they made Conan. You know the Conan game? They, the you know Age of Conan? Game? Mm, yeah. That, that was make, very successful. That's uh, that's kind of mostly online, though. Uh, yeah. They made Age of Conan, which is their most successful games, uh, and Conan Exiles yeah. is their other successful game. So they have... Yeah, this is pointing me towards it's probably just going to be a Dune MMO or something. Well... Well, look, like, no, so not- they have. See, here's the thing about Funcom: they have range, but like they've had projects before which have been single player games, which no one really bought because Funcom is not. They're a big studio, but they're not a big studio in the way that console mm. game developers are like. They're not rare, you know what I mean? Like they're not like Microsoft uh, or Sony or whatever. Yeah, they most of their games are largely on PC first, and then yeah. if at all, they make the translation to but, console market. Yeah, they, that, made, they don't. They haven't always made online games. Yeah, one of my favorite. Um, now this is showing how much of a nerd I am. Yeah, one of my favorite genres in video games are like point and click adventure games, and they have made well two of my favorite adventure games ever made yeah the longest journey oh, yeah. and its sequel mm. dreamfall chap and its sequel dreamfall the yeah long, long, uh, dreamfall the longest journey i think it yeah. shared the same name okay yeah but they also made dreamfall uh chapters went to a different studio um so they made some adventure but, games i mean they have I, range i think there was a dune uh point it was, yeah it was an rts game yeah it no, was there a, was, but i think there was a point and click adventure back in the day they could have been. They Jamie, didn't... Jamie looked that up. I'll look it up. Uh, <laughs> um, but this this studio is doing three but, games. One of which is is we don't know anything game, other yeah. than it's an open but, world online RPG. Yeah. So yeah, like I mean, it, it'll be exciting to see what they do with this kind of larger universe. But yeah, the, the game company. Will, it's probably just you know. Pure, look, I, I would you know I I'll, wouldn't worry yet because like I said, they have a good past history. Yeah, they have range. For me, it just depends on the given the yeah, back and take. For me, it looks like it, this might be a more of a, a tie-in online only kind of game. That's not really. Now the, I would argue the opposite because that's risky. It's mm, and online games are risky, especially if it's not on a console. So if if Funcom is not, okay. they don't exactly maybe, specialize. Maybe not online, but maybe something that's more n- not a single player story driven experience. Well, I mean, we don't know anything about the game yet. Yeah. So but just from from you know from from well, the business minded Warner Media, 
Um, I think they'd definitely go for something that's a bit more about making money and getting players hooked for a long period of time rather than pulling a Sony and saying, here's your really kind of beautiful atmospheric single player experience. I would be, on one hand, if it was a full-blown online game, I'd be happy. Yeah. But on the other hand, that takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money. It's risky. Mm. So I think that what we'll end up with is a game that might have some online components, but also might have some yeah. single-player components. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Like, more Dune is a good thing, but dumping all this Dune stuff at once, all set in, you know, possibly all set in the same film noir kind of universe, it's risky, but also, like, it could just feel kind of stale very quickly. The Dune game was both the strategy game and the adventure game. It had two parts. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. When so, we're talking of, about the it same came game. in the 80s uh, or 90s. 92. Yeah, so, yeah, it was like old school pixel stuff. So, um, that would be cool, like another point and click or, you know, something yeah. kind of where you get to explore the world and the... the and, yeah. and something like Dune, the more narrative it is, the better. Yes. Yeah. Like, because the world is so rich and dense and, you know, yeah. expansive. Like, I would say Telltale, but they're not a company any, anymore. No. Nah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, I think something like that would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. a sort of like a Telltale-esque adventure now, in that universe. Yeah. You said but, Dune comics as well. Yeah. That's exciting. Mm. But see, like, again, if this is all set in the Villeneuve universe, which is fine. I mean, it, I'm assumingly will be fine. But yeah, it's like, you know, is it just going to have the same... Everything's going to have the same look. You know what? Do you know what I mean? Everything's oh, yeah. going to start to feel stale very quickly. You're going to dump all this stuff. Well, I suppose the thing about the comics is not necessarily. It mm. depends on... You could theoretically uh, yeah. have the comics on like, a different planet or on a, on a ship. Yeah, I feel like... Because there was... There's a lot of Dune books. Too many. Um, so, yeah. So, so, I think he made, like, what? So, uh, Frank Herbert made, like, three. Frank Herbert made three. And, and then his other son, people His son and other out. authors made... I think there's, like, 16 or something over yeah. a period, long and period most, of time. From what I, I haven't read most of them, but yeah. from what I understand, after Frank Herbert, most of them are trash. Yeah, I love I you, mean, Frank, that's... but pass. So, I think that, yeah. So, you, are you on g- the books. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You're not going to even try. <laughs> oh, look. I would read them, but like I said, <laughs> I, most of them are apparently... Not very yeah. good. No, no, but like at least there's. I mean, whether I mean it might be bad, but like there's a lot of stuff to. Oh, to in terms adapt. of world building, yeah, resources Heaps, at their disposal. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, again, it depends what Villeneuve is doing, what Warner wants to do. Like, is it just is he going to kind of make his movie version, and then all the comics and video games and other stuff is just going to be a spin off of that? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, because especially with in this terms TV of like show, the comics, right? If like you said, they want to keep the aesthetics the same. Yeah, you're going to need the movie to come out first, so yeah. you can have some basis. Also, for like it. I mean, I'm sure we've, we talked about this before, but Dune is extremely influential. It's classic sci-fi. It's also complicated. <laughs> it's extremely, but it's complicated, and it's also if you say, have you have you read Dune or have you seen the Dune like the Lynch version or whatever? Most people don't know what you're talking about like yeah dune influenced so much including star wars but it never rose to the level of star no, wars at least right. not in the mainstream so this new movie version will bring it to the mainstream hollywood you know. yeah but i think the problem with dune is his weirdness yeah but that's that's actually I, I i feel like we're repeating ourselves from an earlier episode but the, I like the weirdness. Yeah, it's the best. You've got to keep the weirdness. That's why a lot of people don't like the Lynch pre- version. Yeah, and I understand why. And I know Lynch adds his own weirdness <laughs> on top of the already weird. <laughs> David Lynch get asks to do a weird adaptation, 
like an adaptation of a weird text. Yeah, but it's like what do you, you think know, is gonna it's hear? a weird text, but then Lynch, you know, takes it to <laughs> yeah. his next level, almost you know to to its detriment. I, I liked times, it, but though. I mean, no, I think it's a really good movie. People <laughs> people uh, bash it unfairly, but I feel like if you're gonna make you know Denis Villeneuve's his his films are very slick, yeah. you know, very modern. That's fine. I like the way his films look and feel, but I also want that kind of weirdness. Yeah, you have to retain that. And because, you know, when the when the original Dune movie came out, there was no uh, internet. Yeah. You know, uh, they had to, because of the weird world, they had to, like, print, like, a glossary, like a, what do you call it, <laughs> like, a, of, of the terms a little, yeah. in the movie. And, like, and that's one of the reasons it failed, because people were like, we don't want to have to learn, you know, to... Um, but I think that's the fun of it. It's such yeah. a dense, rich world. Like, there's so much going on. And I feel like, you know, Villeneuve's version will be able to do that. But also, then his version is going to become the one version that everyone knows. You're going to say, have you seen Dune? The people are going to go, oh, the new version that just came out. That's well, going to be the one version. And everything, all the comics and video yeah. games and TV shows spin off. That'll just be the... It'll all just feel kind of samey. And yeah. the huge world of Dune will end up feeling small so, because it's just the Villeneuve version. Yeah. So uh, we should just for context, there was there's been a previously a Dune movie by David Lynch. Yeah. There's also been a Dune TV show. I think at least yeah. Was uh, there two there or was just two, one? Two HBO miniseries. HBO. There was two cable one miniseries yeah. in the early 2000s. Now I didn't see those, but I heard they're very good. They're not bad. There's the. Production value isn't very good, but the you know because they have a longer time to tell the story, it's so a bit more accurate to the book and so on. We run the risk of Denise version being the definitive version when there's yeah. already stuff to draw well, on. I'm like, that's kind of not. I don't want to use the term not fair, yeah, but, but that's kind of not fair the, to the people the, who came before. His, especially when you consider that fact that that gentleman who wanted to make the movie um, started with J. Uh, oh, George Orosky. Yeah. yeah. His version, uh, from what I've seen, was yeah. going to be incredible. That would yeah, but, see, but it never got it yeah, never he that, never got it off the yeah, ground. But that that would have been amazing, but it wouldn't have been Dune. It would have been Jordorowski doing Dune, just the yeah. way kind of Lynch was doing Dune. Like I feel like, you know, Villeneuve might be trying to maybe you can't really do it accurate to the novel because that I don't know how how uh, uh, well that would translate. But yeah, like we talked More of about a straight yeah, adaptation. We, we talked about how Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy became the definitive version of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You know, screen, yeah. Uh, a book iconic. to screen. It became you know. iconic. And I don't think in a hundred years you could never best better that. No, yeah. Whereas Dune, you know, you had you had the you had the Lynch movie in the eighties, you had the, the T V miniseries in the early two thousands. And it, w- it never reached its well, look, full I potential. Mean- <laughs> this version could be, you know, the definitive version, yeah. depending on... But, like, I feel like uh, this with this kind the, of world, was- it might just... You, the more adaptations yeah. over the years, the better, you know? The, the difference, I would say, is that, number one, Tolkien's source material is... Mm arguably the greatest fantasy literature ever made mm. now dune while it's it's up there in the pantheon of science fiction yeah it's not per- it's not perfect well uh, i mean so you know, also, when you because talk talking such a genius well yeah it's like, like there's there's that but like i feel like the world building and craziness of dune like there's it's definitely a a cut above the rest. Yeah, it is. Like in terms of the classic sci-fi novels and world building, his is up there. 
Yeah. Like, here I, you've got Lord of the Rings at the top, maybe, but Dune is also up there. I suppose the only way you could get a real definitive Because you version, wouldn't have Star Wars without Dune. Like, no. George Lucas just ripped off Dune for most yeah. of the world, like, universe of Star Wars. The only pro- the problem I would have is, and this, I don't know what the budget is for this film, mm. but if you want to- It has do, to be huge. If you want to do a definitive Dune version- Yeah. Man, you're going to have to spend some money. Uh, that's another thing I'm worried about is like the amount of CGI yeah, they're going to exactly. have to use. Like, like Peter and, Jackson did use ag- CGI, but yeah, and again, a lot of vi- a lot of Lord of the Rings was practical. Yeah, again, like Villeneuve, you know, even 2049. Not sure how I feel about it. Um, that did use a lot of practical elements along with the CGI. So if he can have that good balance, that good blend. Yeah, look, I want to see. Like plastic fake worms coming out of a sandbox. Oh, man, you know what worm, I mean, dude. I reckon the special effects in the Lynch version look awesome. Yeah, they are. Like they're just you know, <laughs> mid eighties peak special effects. You know, yeah. like Return the Jedi had just come out the year before. Like this was like the best special effects they were getting at the time. Still looks oh, great. Look when that when the um when the uh, what are the people who assist in um travel oh yeah those weird yeah yeah when um, things, yeah. when those thi- when that thing comes in on its enclosure into the palace or yeah. whatever insanely cool dude like this if this movie isn't weird as hell and rated r i'm gonna be so pissed off i think there's a good chance it'll just be m but it might yeah, be yeah i think pg yeah it'll be pg 13 but with some weirdness but yeah like you gotta have that weirdness yeah just like, turn it up spice, to 11 it's the idea of the spice oh. and the way they travel through, through i like the, the idea on the rating system it's just got like it's it's m for us pg 13 america yeah. just weird scenes weird scenes you know, they actually they've they've put stuff like that before um, I don't remember the exact term they use, but it's like just I, like I know strange. In yeah, I know in children's movies, it's like frightening scenes. Yeah, but like they, I, I know they've put stuff like just like stra- like something like strange scenes or something. Like because the the people watching the movie don't know how to define it, but they yeah. know that it's a bit weird for a kids' film. So <laughs> yeah, they're just like, yeah. you know, here's <laughs> it's nothing offensive. Un- it's un- just settling. Yeah, weird, unsettling. I remember yeah. when 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 um. Oh, what's his name? Alex... I forget his last name. Alex Proyas made Dark City in the uh, late 90s. That's a good film. He, like, the studio wanted to cut it to PG-13, and so he did, and they 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 gave it to the uh, ratings board, and the ratings board was like, no, it's it's R. And they're like, no, but we, we cut everything out. Like, it's clean. It's like, it's like yeah, but it's just weird. <laughs> and so he's like, well, screw it. I'm going to put all the crazy stuff, all the violence and yeah, stuff if you're gonna, in. Yeah, if it's going to be R, I yeah. mean... Yeah. Which, thank God, because that movie would suck as PG-13. That was a good film. That's they so don't good. make movies like that anymore. Yeah, like that. That's that's a good movie. That's a good sci-fi movie. But yeah, the new version of Dune, looking forward to it, but, you know, a bit a bit weary of how it turned out. yeah. I think he, he said that it's going to be two films, like back-to-back. So, I'd be done with that. That means he's taking yeah, his time. Exactly, which means they'll actually be able to tell the... F- a version you of could, the full story. Yeah, you could make a, a compelling reason to cut into two movies. Like, yeah, well, if you had the f- it ends with him in yeah. the desert, well, well, and then it's the, and then the second half yeah. is like the revolution. One or of the, one of the problems people have with uh, the Lynch version is, it tells, is that it's just yeah. a very kind of cliff I, I, notes I've, kind I've, of. Yeah, quick I've heard version. it referred to as the greatest hits of the book, sort of. Yeah. So, which I don't agree. I mean, I yeah, I can see where they're coming with, from. See, with a book but, like Dune, it's just so hard to adapt. But I can also, I mean, we've talked about this before off air, but it's like, you just have to pay attention. You can That's follow, thing. You like, can follow I, along the story. The first time story. I saw Lynch, Lynch's movie, I didn't really know anything about it or the Dune or whatever. I was able to follow it by yeah. paying attention. Just it's pay weird, attention, yeah. but yeah. Um, but yeah, I think because, you know, and then the miniseries came out and that was like 
three or so episodes each and you know that that could tell the story over a longer period of time and so now you've got if this is like two uh, hopefully two three assume, hour movies. yeah assumedly over two hours two two of movies so hopefully they'll be able to tell again the the adaptation is going to be too hard but they'll be able to tell a more accurate version without rushing and hopefully have all the weird stuff apparently the first June movie comes out uh, on November twentieth, twenty twenty. So not not too far away, but it's um, oh, a lifetime yeah. away, James. Well, and the year's gone pretty fast so far. So yeah, you know, we're, we're gone gone pretty quick. So, but yeah, um, and the cast is insane. Yeah, look, I'm just surprised Keanu is in it. Keanu, Paul oh, will now be played it, by Keanu. He'll he'll pop up. He, he can he can pop up in the sequel, you know, like in the TV <laughs> series. But yeah, the the series um, focusing on the Bene Gesserit. It's interesting. I'm keen. I think again, like the world building, the weirdness. That, I I'd be down. Like I'm down. I don't for know that. how that would play out in today's era though, because the that order is not very well. That's they. So the, um, from what I remember, the concept of the order is. They breed with important people, yeah. so they can produce a messiah. They basically, yeah, they basically. It's not very handmade. Like, tale, yeah, kind they're, of friendly. Yeah. They're they're like a yeah, they're like a a religious order of nuns who basically have a strict breeding program. Yeah, it's like genetic um manipulation kind nuns of nuns with stuff. eugenics, sort of. Yeah, yeah, and so, yeah, they because they they think their messiah will be born out of perfecting this line of perfect genetics yeah um i think that's really interesting i mean you know the way the way they talk about it you know bringing this tv show to life they're like you know it'd be really interesting you know in 2019 to bring out the the theme this the show has become a feminist uh exploration you know the the uh, well look i'm just interested in if, is it going but to be a straight adaptation I, yeah, or are they going to again, change it a little I, bit I, which i kind i kind of hope they don't change too much because that the weirdness is kind of the, the and the fact that the tabooness the fact that they're right you know what I mean? Like the fact that the order is right and that the Messiah can't be produced. No, because Jessica went against the orders. That's true. To to have Paul, so oh, well, technically the Messiah was born out, from outside, outside of, of there. So they were wrong. Well, there you go. Yeah. Dune is so fucking cool, man. Dune <laughs> is so weird. Was it the hit hit sack? Oh. Hit sack hitterack? Something like that. Wizak. Wizak Yeah. I had it before. Yeah. The Wizat the Wizat's Hatterack. Wizak Hatterack. Oh man. Bullsack. Bullsack Hatterack. So cool. <laughs> oh man. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, the spice must flow. I just want to see are they gonna have those do you remember the you know the iconic scene from Lynch's tune where he's walking up the desert and he's got the uh, the equipment on, yeah, and he's got that like that thing See, on his like, back. Dude, dude's movie, uh, David Lynch's Dune movie looks really cool. No, like, we know suits, when when uh, we went to our friend Daniel's to watch it for the first time, and yeah. I'm telling everyone you have to watch this. Dune's amazing, and everyone's like, "This is kind of crap, Calm. Can oh, we turn man. this over? I'm like, "No, no, no, it's stick so with good. it." We get to that scene, and I'm like. You know this scene, right? You haven't seen the movie, but you've seen this scene. Yeah. And it's I'm like, like the they, they put on whatever. this. It's, it's, they did it in The Simpsons, didn't they? Or is it in um, Family Guy? Why? Yeah, yeah, one of the cartoons. Yeah. I'm like, you see the characters with like the stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I want to see Denise's interpretation of the um, what do they call them? Like the desert suits. The the still suits. The still suits. I want to see those. Yeah. That's what I'm keen for. Yeah. But like, yeah, well, I mean, because Lynch's still suits are iconic. Yeah, the, well, like the sick for looking, us, anyway. the black suits, <laughs> yeah. they're suave. 
Like I think yeah, the I think, costume design in Lynch's was yeah. Incredible. Even I, I like the sets. I like the the sandworms. Yeah. Like everything looks really like, cool. The costume designers are going to have their work cut out for them if yeah. they want to. If they want to present a new definitive version, mm. they have a lot of work. Mm. Yeah, it'll it'll be hard to. Because a lot of people don't know Lynch's version or don't care about it, like I'm sure they, like whatever oh, they yeah. do, people will be fine. But we'll know. We'll know. We'll be we'll so, know. secretly salty, <laughs> secretly spicy. Yeah, spicy. <laughs> yeah. A lot whoever, of, hopefully there'll be a lot of spicy whoever, memes out of this film. Whoever, oh yeah, it has to be a lot of spicy memes. Whoever controls the spice controls, controls the, universe. the universe. But a like, lot of people know that quote, but they don't know where it comes from because yeah. apparently, uh, Alan heard that quote. Our friend Alan heard that quote, but in a Rick and Morty context. Yeah. I'm like, like, yeah, see, Dune is so influential throughout all of sci-fi and... Nerds like Dune and nerds write the shows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's why you get all those sci-fi yeah, references yeah. in the like, cartoons and, and sitcoms and stuff. Um, but yeah, like, uh, what was I going to say? Like, yeah, like, I just want weird, like, spice just hallucinations weird shit, Just weird shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. More weird shit. We need more weird shit in the mainstream yep. capacity. Yeah. You know, get on a Lynch, do something. Lynch, make a comeback. Wait, you kind of did. And I try still again. Don't I still I don't know how I feel. Try about. again. Keep so, it. so in that way, Lynch and Villeneuve are the same. <laughs> yeah. We don't know how we feel about their latest works. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of nerding out about sci-fi and fantasy shows, we just talked about Dune last week. We talked about The Witcher. And Sand, the Sandman. Adam Sandler? Oh, Stop God. it. It's not funny. I know you love Adam Sandler. It's. I'm sorry, but every time you mention the Sandman, no, look, I'm going to think of Adam no Sandler. One, when, when you say the Sandman, no one thinks of Adam Sandler. That's no, what he calls do. himself. That's no. what Adam Sandler calls yeah, himself. But like, no one listening would think that. No one in the world. When you say the Sandman, S- S- Sandler is like on the bottom of the list. First, first it might be Spider-Man villain. Then it, no, might, man. then it might be, you know, the, the Neil Gaiman uh, the comic. Then it might be the yeah. song, Mr. Sandman, Send Me a Dream. Then maybe Sandler. Yeah, maybe. You're, he's, my, he's my Sandman. Yeah, no, because you're in love. But no one else is thinking that. <laughs> but anyway, we did talk about The Witcher and Sandman and now Dune and a lot of other uh, Dark Crystal we mentioned. Yeah. So, you know... It's good. It's a good time to be a nerdy, nerdy guys with a with a pop culture podcast. It's a good time to be grown ass nerdy men because all our all our shits getting rebooted. It's all in vogue now. Like Star Wars is cool. Like even though it sucks. Yeah, Star Wars (laughs) is bad, but it's cool now. You know what I mean? Like there was a time when none of this shit was cool. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm like now. Yeah, it's I mean, now it's, we're not like, cool. Well, we're not cool. We'll never be cool. Yeah, su- but the stuff we like su- is cool. Superheroes used to be like, oh, that's a nerdy, you know, kid thing. Yeah. Now, Marvel, and then it was a grown man yeah, thing. Now, now Marvel is like now it's everyone. So thing. yeah, so popular in pop culture. That's like everyone goes to see Marvel. Yeah, and movies, that's, that's really people, good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so Netflix not only has The Witcher, Dark Crystal, The Sandman, and a whole bunch of other stuff. But they're, they're also doing the Narnia series, which I think... We've they're making a Narnia show? Yeah. See? This is exactly what I said, Nathan. So when was this? <laughs> Callum's like, what? Who when was this? They've been, they announced it last year. I'm oh, pretty sure one, we this... talked about it on the old oh, show. Yeah. Oh, well, I probably forgot about it. Well, what, what are they adapting exactly? The whole the thing? Whole, the, whole the whole book thing. series. Yeah, the whole the whole thing. Like a re-adaptation. Because yeah. the, the movie's screwed it up that, and they never got to I finish. I understand that Narnia is technically aimed to children. 
But I got a little excited when you said no, that. No, I'm, I'm um, damn I'm I excited. Fuck this is an interesting <laughs> one because th- this was like a little quiet announcement and they haven't really followed it yeah, up, they have haven't. They? But I, as far as I know, they're still working yeah, on it. Yeah, like I'm it's sure not they a, are. It's not a just a... I'm stoked. I mean, it comes on the tail of Netflix uh, apparently saying they're going to slow down on their budget spending with movies, mm. but it's like, are they... Is it a be- TV adaptation or a movie adaptation? It'd be a TV. I'm, okay. hope, I'm sorry I to imagine. interrupt you there. Um, I think, it, yeah, I think it was. Well, it TV. must be right if they're doing all the things. Now, it now, yeah. Show. But it's like there's been reports saying that they're slowing down because they spent too much money on. Um, oh, what's a Ben Affleck movie we, we watched? Um, oh, um, oh, the one. Oh, uh, Triple Frontier. Triple yeah. Frontier. Allegedly, Triple Frontier costs a lot of money, and it's causing what a waste. Netflix to rethink how much it spends. Wait, on that one films. was the one that. Yeah, had to no, rethink? that's a what a waste, right? Like I, talking <laughs> about, I didn't hate it, but if you're going to spend like a gazillion dollars, yeah, like at least but give at, it to the fucking Witcher. What are you doing? At, yeah, out of all the movies they've been releasing, like that was the one. Yeah, that, that yeah. took all the money. Um, but it's like you know, with all the competition, I think we talked about this off air uh, the other day. With all the competition coming out, Disney. Um, yeah. they lost well, we the just office. talked about the Warner Media yeah. uh, streaming, you all know, the, CBS All Access. Yeah, and with like with Netflix losing the office, um, it's like now's not the time to be not mm. spending money, guys. You need to. It's like there's a the competition's a wall. Netflix needs to keep spending to break through it. Yeah, because if they stop spending now, they're going to lose. Yeah, um, but it seems like. They can't really stop spending that much money when they've got all these high budget, assumed high budget, yeah. top tier fantasy and science fiction franchises. Especially yeah. that now that they picked up the Sandman, like God, you have to oh, spend yeah. money, the on, money that. on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all these The Witcher, like the money you have to spend to bring it to life. But um, yeah, Narnia, huh? Yeah, so apparently it's a, ser- a series and movies. So I don't know what that means. That means Netflix is going all in. Yeah, but like I think. So what's the series back, and what's going to be the movies? I don't know, but like, I think back in the old show when Nathan and I were talking about it, because na- the Narnia movies never really got, they never really got finished. They were never really that good. The first one was pretty good. Yeah, and I they sort of just they kind of fizzled steam. out. Yeah. They had to recast a few yeah. actors. Like it's like it would be good to see you know Netflix do a full adaptation from start to finish. Kind of like the Harry Potter movies, all the same cast, except for Dumbledore. But, you know, all the same cast, you know, keep everything, yeah. you know, keep the style, like, instead of, Co- like... Keep it coherent. Yeah, instead of, like, make a few movies and Consistent, then Consistent, I should say. Yeah, and, and then they start to not make money and then they just stop them, you know? Like, so, yeah, it'll be good to see... Look, there's a lot of weird stuff in Narnia. Like, like from a fantasy perspective, mm. it employs really interesting systems. Yeah. Like, portals... Like, kids go in and they can age completely and then come out the same age. Yeah. Like, there's all kinds of interesting ideas, which I would love to see explored in a TV context. Yeah. And you know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I mean, I didn't see all the movies that they made, but I don't think they really explored everything. Have you, have you watched The Magicians? No. They you guys explore to keep very telling. similar concepts so, to Narnia. Le- yeah, Lev yeah. Grossman. Lev Grossman. I don't want to use the term ripped off because it's, mm. frankly, Les Grossman took what was uh, presented to him by C.S. Lewis. Yeah. And in my mind, he modernized it. So yeah. I won't say he bettered well, it. If you want to yeah. watch if you want to watch what Narnia could be, yeah, if Narnia was made today it, and it wasn't made for children, you would essentially get the magicians. But Narnia is actually a very deep text in terms of world building. I'd love to see it play out long yeah. form. And like Magicians, as Nathan was saying, is a perfect counterbalance to that as well. Yeah. Deep world building for adults 
Which yeah. again, I'm not. I don't know but, why we're talking about magicians. I just love the love the show. Well, no, I was well, saying that. No, I was saying were, there are some elements. You're saying used, is uh, oh, similar. Yeah, yeah. There are some elements. Yeah. He kind of like, yeah, he kind of did rip off. But, uh, yeah. CS Lewis. but I mean, yeah, like like but, with Dune, it's like if something is influential, like yeah. it, someone's going to take that and build upon oh, it yeah. and modernize it. And um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with it and. Like especially if it's long form, yeah. like the longer the better. Take yeah. your time, stretch your legs. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I would be happy if they were just doing another movie series, at, at, but only if they could sign on people like for the whole run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as you, you know, said, and, and guarantee, guarantee they're all going to be made. Because and they keep people coming back if there's a new movie on Netflix every year. Yeah, like yeah. if they enjoy one movie, they can resubscribe yeah. if they let it lapse in the next year for the next movie. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Like, have it be an annual sort of tradition, like the new Narnia movie on Netflix yeah. this Christmas. The new season, like, like the Stranger Things, how they treat Stranger Things, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, like, make it there. Yeah, because yeah, like, ne- yeah, like, like, Netflix It's, it's going to be a continuing thing. We're not going to let it's it... It's a constant. Yeah, yeah, it's like, this is some one thing we're not going to cancel. We're committing to it. Yeah, I think if they can say that and say, we're not going to cancel this, we're going to see this out till the yeah, end. Yeah, so even if, even if the fourth movie out of seven or whatever doesn't do so well, yeah. you commit to doing the full run. Yeah. So by the end of it, you have a comprehensive and frankly definitive Narnia telling yeah. on your platform. That, that would be exciting if they pull that off. Yeah. And that's the sort of thing that will get rewatched for years and years and oh, years. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely. And there's not, you know, Harry Potter, I guess, is the best example. But other than that, like, it's usually like just, you know, Lord of the yeah. Rings is three movies. So, you know, you don't have to, you know, uh, yeah. elongate it. Um, I mean, even Star Wars has a whole different cast for like each trilogy, basically. Yeah, but even that, that's like not an adaptation oh, well, of a, yeah. you know, seven book series yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that's you true, know? yeah. And, you know, Game of Thrones screwed it up. So, <laughs> Netflix is to the rescue, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. With The Witcher and, and Narnia. Oh, man, Sandman. it's a good time to be uh, a Netflix oh, yeah. subscriber. Dark Netflix Crystal. should just start paying us because you jerk them off every week. <laughs> Dude, I mean, we need, I mean, we need some <laughs> serious sponsorship. Um, <laughs> so, in terms of other fantasy stuff, HBO has the Game of Thrones prequel, obviously. Mm. Um, I'm not uh, excited. Look, which, I'll be honest. I don't care. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, look, look. I mean, I invested so long into the then you got the series, and I got burned. But D and D aren't involved. The showrunners of the Game of Thrones aren't involved in this one. So I mean, we'll we'll see how that goes. But I mean, you know, that's you know at least gonna you know at least the production a, quality will yeah, be decent. Exactly. Yeah. But they're also doing his Dark Materials series. Now I never read the books. Yeah. But a lot of people who I admire. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter and so on, love the books. Yeah. So, but like, because they made that Golden Compass movie, which is based on the His Dark Materials book series, but it was like a kid-friendly, uh, yeah, no, uh, from wh- what I whitewashed kind of. From what I understand, the books are a little darker. Yeah, I haven't read them. Yeah, no, much darker apparently. And that movie did really poorly, and apparently was only like a very small chunk mm. of of the story. Well, then. I mean, there are some there are some properties which just shouldn't be made into films. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? This is the same thing we've been talking about Narnia. It's like if you're going to make a movie set uh, on a like seven book series or whatever and then it fails and then you just never get to see the end of the series, you know? Then it's pointless. So, yeah. So, I mean, that could happen with the TV show because it could get cancelled but at least the HBO, His Dark Materials adaptation has a better chance to tell the story properly well, look, and over thing, a longer period of time. One thing you can say about HBO and, I, and granted, I will admit yeah. Game of Thrones had a massive success yeah. run. They do commit. 
Oh yeah. So like well, Sopranos, they do. Follow, they well, live. yeah, they Sopranos do cancel. But the Sopranos was the biggest show on television at the well, time. Well, that, that, that was, was Game also, of Thrones that of the was 90s, before, yeah. yeah, that was before premium cable yeah. shows were a thing. Like it was yeah. Oz and the, the, the Sopranos. Like that was it. What now, a time! What a time to be alive. Yeah. Um, but like. But they do commit. I mean, they yeah. committed to. Um, they they cancelled the brink they, for Game yeah, of Thrones. That, yeah, that's, that's, that's the other thing. They, they they do cancel some stuff. So you know, we'll have to see. But I think after Game of Thrones, you know, this might be their next big fantasy kind of show. Mm. Um, and obviously, they're going to commit to the production value. James McAvoy's in it. Have you seen the trailer? Of what the His Dark Materials? Yeah, there's a trailer. I think I have, yeah. but I can't remember it. Daphne King's in it, you know, uh, X23 from Yeah, Logan. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm excited. It looks good. Um, and it's, you know, the darker. Do love it's, on H- it's on HBO, so they can do whatever they want. Do love a bit good. of James McAvoy. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I'm excited for that as well. And then also, we've got, obviously, the Amazon Lord of the Rings series, which we're all... Man... You know what I said that uh, I said oh, that Jeff. Denis. No, I said that Denis was our wizard's hatterack. Yeah, but that's Bezos. You know that's oh, Bezos. Bezos. Yeah, he, the, the, he sees again. Okay, he's a nerd himself. Yeah, he sees a property. He's like, "How much money do you want?" Yeah, you know, like I'm like, <laughs> the fact that it's the the first season's like what a bill, uh, literally a billion dollar. Budget. Oh yeah, we, I still can't. I still don't believe that. That's insane. I mean, that's what Google says. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to retread too much ground, no, but, but well, then, there's not a day goes by. So, yeah. So, so Amazon has Lord of the Rings, then obviously Wheel of Time, which we talked about, I think, last week. I'm, I'm surprised which, anyone's given that. Haven't people yes. been cast in that recently? Yes. Yeah, Rosamund Pike, I think you said. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's yeah, that's right. As so, Moiraine, they, one of the principal female leads. Yeah. So, that's another, like... That's a pretty big, big casting choice. Yeah, yeah. That's another big, like, how many... There was quite a few books in that series. Uh, thir- 13? Wow. Yeah. And they're all chunky boys, too. Yeah. So, it's like... Yeah, committing to a series of you know a adaptations, serious series, like yeah. a series, and this is like this is this is like more adult fantasy as well, right? Uh, or is it? Yeah. Yes. So I it's it's, the, so. it's it's Lord of the Rings esque in that yeah. there is some violence, Adventuring, yeah. there is some sex. So not like Lord of the Rings, I guess, but <laughs> it's it's you could do it for all ages comfortably. So an M fifteen okay. rating, and that would still be true. You could the get books. away with a PG thirteen kind of yeah, yeah, and you wouldn't be going against the. But material it's also either. Amazon, so they can get away with anything they yeah. want. So they could now, maybe add a little bit of darkness here and there. You know, matureness. I should. I'm say. surprised people haven't taken a chance in this day and age, and I. I can't understand why it's a bit dark, but the to- the Chronicles of Thomas Covenant, the Unbeliever. Man, that's not as famous as you think it is. That's why I never said it was famous. No, but it's like there's a thousand different really cool fantasy. No, but I think it's it'd be interesting to adapt something that no, wasn't super because famous. Th- it's no. See, the reason I think it should be adapted is not because it's famous. That's not a good. No, that's but, not a good standard usually, for adapting a product. No, but usually when they're looking at the, they want they want to make something that's going to sell a known. Brand. Yeah, but that's boring. Yeah, but then why would... That's then what why, they do. If, that's what look, they do, but that's the boring business mindset that we always complain about. If that's true, why are any original products made? Why are any original TV shows made? Yeah. Because they, they don't have any brand recognition. Yeah. So my point is, Thomas Covenant provides an alternative to the Narnia world. It's for adults. It's darker in tone. Yeah. And there is, there is a shocking well, rape scene at the start of the first book, but you can adapt that. It's an adaptation. You yeah. don't have to do it straight. Well, and it's uh, such a... It's a weird, dangerous world. So it would be good for HBO or one of the other premium services to look into. Considering all these fantasy series being adapted, that, you know, eventually could happen. But also, you know, like we say, you know, there's a business mindset behind it. And also, you know, the weird, they start, they stray away from the weird stuff most of the time. 
But these streaming services also have really, Netflix especially, have really weird stuff on them. Yeah. So, you know, there's a good chance eventually it might happen. But yeah, probably not anytime soon. Um, but there's so much other stuff coming out, you know, in terms of fantasy. Like I said, Amazon has Lord of the Rings, Wheel of Time. They're also apparently bought the rights to Conan the Barbarian. So, like Arnie, an Amazon, Arnie, Arnie. Amazon Conan the Barbarian Look, series would be... Like people have pointed out once before, because mm. uh, they're remaking Red Sonja, someone. Oh, uh, that's been in the pipeline for a long yeah. time. I don't know now, if that's ever... It'd be really interesting if they cast Arnold yeah. as King Conan, the if, old, old stage King Conan. Yeah. I'd love that. If if they could do like a Logan-esque King Conan, yeah. like Amazon... Aren't either, you getting excited movie, just Yeah, like a it? movie or, a, or a, a series. One Last Quest. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be... But if not, them doing just a straight series adaptation of the books, you know, that would be cool. Like yeah, Amazon, yeah. you know, product, Amazon production value, you know, no no content restrictions. I think we say, we say it's quite a lot. Amazon as a service has a lot of, let's say, bargain big yeah. content, but well, their originals are always top class. Yeah, and, uh, you know, they had the Death, Deathstalker movies, which uh, we talked about on the old show, which are basically just Conan ripoffs. So <laughs> yeah. it's up their alley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that would be cool to see, like, a you know big-budget Conan yeah. series. Um, even if like, even if they did like a new car, a new Conan, obviously not Arnie. Yeah, but they no, stuck, that's what I'm saying. Like they stuck to it, and yeah. you could have more movies. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like, you know, like an actual good adaptation yeah. of Conan, like a really gritty kind of, you know, like uh, dark and uh, violent adaptation. You know, doesn't matter if Arnie's not in it. Just you yeah, know, do another. Um, and Showtime has uh, is doing the King Killer Chronicles. I haven't read that. Is that um, uh, what's the f- name of the first book? Uh, Saying Wind. Remember. Yeah, I don't know, but like, I have it, and everyone loves it, but I've never read it. Yeah, so like it's in terms of fantasy, and this is just the stuff that's kind of in, I'm pretty sure in the that's pipeline. super dark as well. Yeah, and this is just the stuff that's in the pipeline. I didn't put any stuff that's uh, you know just announced or just rumored. Like this is stuff that's. In sort of being, oh made. yeah, the name of the wind. Okay, yeah. So that that's a really dark fantasy series. Yeah, written in first person, which I hate. So mm. that's why I haven't read the book because uh, who's behind the wrong this? way? Hmm? Uh, Showtime. So now, again, no content restrictions. That's violence. a risk. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure that's super dark. Well, and yeah. that'll come to us by a stand, most likely. Yeah, because uh, yeah. they made a deal with uh, Showtime. That's yeah, interesting. So, that's exciting. Yeah. So th- that's what I'm saying is these these Netflix, HBO, Amazon, Showtime. One, they put a lot of money into their production value. Two, none of these services have content restrictions, violence, sex, nudity, swearing. It's all up for for grabs. And they all have these big fantasy series in the work. So it's a very, very exciting time. It's a good time to be a nerd. Especially in the... I didn't even know they were adapting that. exactly. So especially in the time that we always complain, in the time of soft... Uh, kitty reboots and remakes of movies you know so it's good to have these streaming services that yeah. are just like screw it we'll do whatever we want you know mm. um and you know this isn't even counting the stuff that's already ma- being you know that's already come out or you know sci-fi stuff or you know action drama stuff this is just the fantasy stuff that fits in with our witcher kind of sandman conversation from last week um and of course lord of the rings which you know, will always come up. <laughs> like Star Wars. It's yeah, it's, it's, Star now Wars that we know it's being made, that, no, oh, that, that can't go away. Like, I think we made this joke last time. Like, when, when that comes out, it'll just become a Lord of the Rings podcast. Like, the show will just become Lord of the Rings podcast. 
Um, Do you see what happened this week? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, even if it's bad, I can't we'll believe talk about Be- I can't how- believe Bezos found an actual dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he genetically got he got a company to genetically engineer a dragon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so very exciting time, and especially for like adult oriented stuff. Mm. You know, stuff where they don't have to worry about. I mean, also certain words or you know showing a nipple. Think about, oh, the, st- god think about the stuff that we don't know about that's around the corner. You know as well. Yeah. True. Yeah, like, and orig- you know, original stuff and, uh, you know, like other adaptations that... Projects that are getting pitched now that we would yeah. die to see. Mm. I wonder how I wonder how hard they're pushing for... Again, I don't know if they would or not because they already have uh, similar shows, but like Cyberpunk, will we see an adaptation? Oh, the game, yeah. When the game's released, will Netflix well, announce an adaptation? We, we talked about how they're doing um, the Altered Carbon live action season two. They're doing an... Altered Carbon anime, they're doing a Blade Runner anime, and they're doing um, Cowboy Bebop. You know what? I just so, want to say this. So, Narnia's coming back. We've got Lord of the Rings. We've got, yeah. Alter, we got Cyberpunk coming back. Yeah. I feel like we're in like the late 80s. Yeah, but it's it's like... In a good way. It's good It's good instead of like the, <laughs> the kind of, you know, other movies that have been coming out, like the... The kind of you know the other reboots and stuff where it's just like purely nostalgia jerk offs and yeah. this is like all right we're going to finally get the good adaptation of this you know. Um, do you reckon they'll do a cyberpunk adaptation on Netflix? Well, that's what I'm saying is they've already got all this cyberpunk cyberpunk stuff in the pipeline. Yeah, it had cheapened altered it, carbon though. So yeah, um, it it had, it had compete with altered carbon, um, but they do have the rights to Witcher, but they that's the books, not the games. Yeah. So it, cyberpunk. 2077 being made by CD Projekt, who made The Witcher game. They don't. It's like that's a diff, It's it's close but separated enough. So you yeah, know, they don't have. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But a Cyberpunk 2077 series, you know, from any big streaming service would be really interesting. Um, but we'll also have to see how the Cowboy Bebop series does and how because I mean it's gonna suck. Alter, yeah, and it's not gonna be. But Alter Carbon did pretty well with the production side. You know, they yeah, spent they did. spent a lot of money on that. But you know, like Cowboy Bebop and Cyberpunk, you're gonna have to Can't spend. Can't forget mute. You're gonna have to in terms of Cyberpunk. Yeah, but that, yeah, but you know that production-wise wasn't perhaps you know as big as as uh, you know like. Yeah, sorry about that. Offered a tangent. No, there. yeah, but um, yeah, the the production value of those shows of Cowboy Bebop of Altered Carbon, you know, wouldn't have to be extreme. Of you know, if they did a Cyberpunk series <sighs> based on the tabletop or based on the video game have to be huge yeah so i mean it'll be you know great to see it but you know it's not anything that will probably come out at least not for the foreseeable future unless cd project decides to branch out into tv honestly, by teaming up with a streaming service or something. i think they'd be more likely to release it as an anime yeah probably I'm, st- I'm still down for that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just and easier. Keanu Reeves voice his character from the game. Oh, if they did a Johnny Silverhand yeah. Flash uh, yeah. a prequel anime series, that'd be dope. Send us a check. <laughs> so I'm down. That, that should be the, you know because one of the reasons I don't have we don't have uh, opening theme song to this show is because I don't like opening theme songs to podcasts. It's just wasting time before you listen to them. Also, I can't be bothered, you know, getting getting you know someone to make one. But if we did make one, it would probably be like, send us a check, send us a check, send us a check, send us a check, check, yeah. check. <laughs> All right. Enough? I think so. I think we're good. Covered, yeah. covered a few bases. Yeah, we, we, we got through a lot. 
Um, sorry about not talking about Stranger Things, but next week I'm sorry. Next no, week, no, yeah, but next that that'll just mean next week we can do the full two hours on Stranger Things and Which nerd we'll, out. We'll need, we'll need it. Oh, definitely. I'm so excited, and I've got like fan theories and like it's gonna be it's gonna ideas be and all sorts of crazy stuff. So, yeah, excited for that. All right, cool. Callum, take us out. Thank you for listening. Like and share the Tuesday Review Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter at Tuesday Review AU. You can follow James on Instagram at Channel Drifter. You can find our previous episodes on your favorite podcasting app. If you like video games, please check out Alan and Jake's show Sunrise Arcade. If you like automotive discussion, please check out Matty J's show Car Talk, T-O-R-Q-U-E. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the Tuesday Review on iTunes. It helps us a lot. Adios, cousins.